Geek Shock. Geek Shock. When top scientist Reed Richards led his team of explorers into space, they were blasted by a shower of cosmic rays. Endowed with incredible powers, their lives would change forever as they became the Fantastic Four. You want cider? Uh, nah, I'm good with Miss Melba and her key lime pie soda. You should put fireball on it. it. Makes everything taste better. That would be odd, but... What's really weird about the Melba, mm-hmm. they decide they're doing a pie of some sort. Mm-hmm. All they do is add like a vanilla cream oh. aspect to it. So, okay. so if you get the lemon, the lime, the peach, you're just getting like cre- cream I peach. I've never it cared pro- for cream soda. It probably is vanilla cream soda, and they just add like citric acid in that one and some so green I dye. Or went to get rock stars today. Yeah. Yeah. They have a strawberry cream. Ugh. Right, so I passed on that. <laughs> but apparently there's an orange cream that was all sold the fuck out. Oh, that sounds like a dream sickle. It's exactly right. Yeah. Actually, I think they're advertising that pretty heavily. I've seen advertisement for that. I would drink a dream sickle. I, I like all- those dream sickle sodas, so I'm sure. Yeah. And then the lady behind the counter when I was buying the stuff, she's like, do you like strawberry cream? <laughs> I'm like, uh, I saw that back there. I kind of passed. She's like, yeah. she's get like, the strawberry we, cream. Well, she was like, she's like, <laughs> We had orange cream. Yeah. They all sold out. I could but almost. She's like, she's like. Here's the problem, though. They taste like soda, <laughs> not a, not an energy drink. So imagine you, that you drink them way too fast <laughs> and way too much, yeah. and you were like sold. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, woohoo! Are you trying to I talk can, me out of buying right. one, lady? I could almost get past the owner's horrible politics <laughs> to drink an orange cream soda. Who's horrible politics? Rockstar. Oh, the owner of Rockstar has horrible yeah, politics? Yeah, yeah, Really? Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola? They're not just emissaries of the devil? No. No, that's Monster. Oh, yeah. See, Monster's, oh, okay. no, Monster's worse, definitely. Wait, yeah, Monster's bought by Monster's Coke. even worse? Yeah. Politically? Yes. Oh, jeez. Monster's, Monster's owned by Coke? I live in Monster's I'm not hometown. mistaken, yeah. I think and then they're horrible, Coke. and Coke is horrible Well, the politically? guy that created it. The guy that, there's a president of the company. No. Oh. You yeah. care to elaborate? Are you sure? He's I don't remember. I don't remember the, the details. You don't remember. Just, okay, I just great. Remember. I, I just remember. See, I, it's I, don't, evil. I don't drink many energy drinks, so I didn't actually sink that in memory. I was like, yeah, there's another reason not to drink it. That's a good I li- idea. I, I don't live drink in the, very often either. I live in the hometown of Monster. Uh, well, that's a cheese. That's very different. Oh yeah. Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number two hundred and ninety-nine. Wow. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Jeff. Fact check, Dandy. Professor Biggs. Yay! How do you like that? <laughs> the, the oft talked about but rarely heard. <laughs> the oft maligned. Uh, yeah, mm. Indeed. <laughs> I've been trying to catch up and I was like, what? Been, I need to listen to these more regularly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I stumped him a few times this weekend. And he's just like, what? <laughs> you see, that's how we get more listeners. We just personally insult them right. so they have to tune <laughs> sure. in. Sure. Exactly. Listeners, and, brace yourself for Smallville talk. And, and Paul, <laughs> no what small, happens no in San Diego talk. stays in San Diego. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> what we had there was a very uh, unique situation. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot be duplicated. Should not be attempted to be duplicated. <laughs> no. You know, 10, 10 to 12% of the population has that same unique situation. <laughs> <laughs> so episode 299. You say so. <laughs> 299, you, you would think 300 would follow, but we don't have you next week, Paul. You are going on a ship. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. Yeah. So I, I don't want to do episode 300 without you here. There's some things planned, so 
Next week will not be officially episode 300. It'll be another episode, a nebulous amoeba of an episode, but... 299A. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, that'll Wait, work fine. This would be A, that'd be B. You're in enterprise oh, yeah. mode. There you go. <laughs> yes. We'll just keep going to D until we finally rely on the E to actually kick some ass. Mm. So, I'm all about the D. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, all about the XD. So the uh-huh. Enterprise XD? Yeah. <laughs> Enterprise XD! <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, the one. It'll never get out of space dock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. next week, we've got a show. Just not 300. Hey, hey, you know what? It's, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a it fun show. It just won't be number 300. It just won't be 300, is it? <laughs> and Paul will be on a boat. Exactly. And we'll all be jealous. As <laughs> you should be. Boat living. I can I, I, I can just hear Commander K's response right now as he's listening. He's just like, we're like, God damn it! I'm gonna be there for two ninety nine a, and not three hundred. I think he, he's he's adjusted his schedule so he can be a part of it. Okay, ah. very important to the commander to be here in a celebration. <laughs> yeah, he so. took it off months ago, planning it out, <laughs> and then Paul had to go and get a gig on a boat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Ah, uh, shoot. What can I say? That's the way it always works. Yep. It's true. That's why I don't plan shit, guys. <laughs> That's why I gave up being cruise director among my various groups of friends. It's mm. like, I, trying to get the same, hell, trying to get the same two or three people in the same room at the same time is... It's tough. In is it as hard age. in L.A. to get people to come to shit as it is out in Vegas? Oh, yeah. going on? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and especially, like, all my friends are busy. All my friends are doing shows constantly. Mm-hmm. So the, to the point where it's what's nice is it's like I can't come to your show. It's like oh, I know. <laughs> well, it doesn't help right. that the city's so sprawling. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. And where I live, I'm far away from everything. Uh, and so when gas prices get up to over four dollars a gallon, it's like that's going to cost me twenty dollars in gas to mm. go there and back. Mm-hmm. And that's assuming yeah. traffic's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah, twenty twenty dollars in six hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we begin the show, uh, I I want to address something we kind of missed last week just due to time. Uh, we never really talked about uh, Roddy Piper. so Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, we mentioned it, but then we were going to get back yeah, to it we, later. Yeah, we never we, got uh, back to uh, okay. it. Okay. It went a little long with the uh, other stuff, so yeah. <laughs> it was just fine, which is fine. No, no, no. Yeah, it makes for a great show. But, but it, see, it seemed like it missed something without that kind of remembrance. Sure. Did I tell you guys that that day uh, I went to GameStop and I uh, found... A used copy of WWE All-Stars. WWXD? WWXD All-Stars. <laughs> WWE All-Stars that I've been looking for for my 360 for a while. That day. I wanted to get the hard copy. That day, yeah. And uh, I bought it. The guy behind the counter uh, was like, you hear about Roddy? I'm like, yeah. Kind of why I'm buying this game. And uh, and he's like, yeah. And then we, we I told him about... Uh, the um, OSW review. I told him to go watch that, which uh, we all watched one of their movie reviews last week. Oh, that was great. It was yeah. a lot of fun. That's really do a really great send up of Samurai Cop. So but they're because, not just because wrestling. of that. We did not watch Stargate last week. So not yet, but they're 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 not just about wrestling. <laughs> Those guys are about all kind of stuff. I'm going to get through 20 episodes of Stargate before the years. Okay, the years out. All That's right. going to happen. Uh, even, Didn't mean to derail your, your Roddy. Tab. No, no, no. Oh, but t- well, no. It's just then I took the game home it's and get I derailed eventually. It's and right. I played sure. it. I played it as Roddy and beat the game as Roddy. Nice. One play, that. That did tribute. a playthrough. Yeah, fought fought all the way through and uh, beat the Undertaker. And it was cool. Yeah, it's great and it's got. It's a really the entrance is really cool. Have you played All Stars? 
It's the one that's really... Um, when did it come out? It's caricature style. No, I didn't. Yeah, everything's really hyper-exaggerated and big and kind of wild. It was five years ago. Sounds like caricature. Sure, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, it's neat. It's it. They they were trying to go for a much more arcadey feel. It's not perfect, but you know, no wrestling game is. But it's it's pretty damn pretty damn cool. So Roddy looks good in that game. And then I've got his action figure. Of course, I sent a little tweet out with his action figure. Nice. That was nice. I already yeah. had that. Yeah. You know, Roddy's is the only wrestling biography I ever read. Mm. Yeah, you read the biography. Yeah. So what did you glean? I've I've gotten some things. I have his DVD. Which goes into some of his early life stuff. And That's really he had what a rough I gl- way to go. Yeah, he went the roundabout way. He went through all of the small wrestling federations that existed before the big one. And that's what was really captivating. He was essentially an orphan almost. Pretty much. You know, and just from a very early age, just, you know, yeah. start wrestling at like 15. Yeah, really young and basically just covered the country and part of Canada in ride-alongs with other wrestlers on cars and barely making a living out of it. Well, even in the WWE days, uh, what was it, the the one that you, the... the WWF? The uh, documentary you were watching about... Uh, Iron Sheik? Yeah, where he was talking about how they would basically get in cars together and just sure. drive from one gig to another. Cause they, and you know, and they couldn't be seen driving together because yeah. they're enemies. And yeah, but it was like they couldn't afford the flights or whatever, yeah. and they had to you know, just drive from place to place. Trying and to they're keep alive. driving, driving cross-country. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's crazy. He had that jacket, that big leather jacket that he wore. Yeah. And he, I can't remember where I heard somebody talking about him talking to Roddy about that. And he was like, oh, no, it was my, my buddy. I think it was Nug. Anyway, Nug, who does uh, a bunch of wrestling stuff and, and talk about it, Nug or some some somebody. Anyway, they were talking about how he told him about that jacket and how he'd had that since he was young, since he was like eighteen or something, and it was just full of pockets, full of little, so he could like keep his little switchblade and a little bit of money <laughs> and little, all this kind of stuff. And you know, he just kind of had all his little essentials in case he had to just get out of town. He just have he had it on his back. Yeah. He's just ready to go. So he was a true journeyman. Sure. Hell of a rough life that early. Oof. Yeah. So so off you go. Right. I already Piper. told my I already told my Roddy Piper story on the on this show, so Okay. You know, it's all my Roddy information. He almost at, stepped on my kid. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> at work that day, somebody uh we were especially busy at this one point and they said it's like, All right, it's time to kick ass to take me. Or uh, no, sorry. They said that <laughs> time to I'm kick ass, to ass and chew bubble gum. Sorry, kick ass. I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. And and I'm like, oh, nice tribute. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, he passed away today, right? And they're like, what? So they literally didn't know. They were just quoting the movie, and I had to tell them that he had passed away that morning. Sure. If you didn't care for wrestling, you always had they live. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's. My only. So that's that's me. One of I the mean, greatest fight scenes in any yeah, movie exactly. ever. <laughs> the most so epic male bonding <laughs> <laughs> thing. My friends and I, after about the five just put their glasses arc, on. We're just like, how much longer is this going on? It's this so is crazy. Hysterical. It is. That movie <laughs> is put on the glasses. That movie's equal parts awesome, equal parts stupid. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it yes. really is. Is that the only movie he was in? No, he was, he was in, in a few th- others. But that's the one that yeah, he really yeah, classic. Yeah. I think that's the only one he's really known for. Right. Yeah. I don't think any really big parts beyond that. It was his biggest role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I just wanted to throw that out there real quick because I wanted to just spend a few moments remembering him. Revisit. Yeah. But we do have the emails. Good. Yes. So I want to hit some emails real quick. Uh, hey, ugly couch showians. After listening to Paul's assertion that Mace Windu is a Sith. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw this one. I can explain why Paul's theory is almost right. Ooh, okay. No, he said almost. Almost. Almost that's, right. That's right. better than Paul usually gets. <laughs> All Jedi, like martial artists, practice different styles of fighting with the Force. Mace's style is called Vapad, which makes Mace's dark side tendencies, like his love of fighting, and channels them into the light side. So even though Mace is technically not a Sith, he can use the dark side's energy to power his light side combat skills. Love the show. Shane. Now, see, I would love you, to Shane. know, you know, he clearly cites a specific fighting style. Yes. Where he got that information. Probably I, available on the Star Wars wiki, I, I guess. I bet it's from the game system. I was going to say, because if game. it's from the books ah. prior to Disney purchase, then none of that is canon. Right, because they 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 nixed all that out. Expanded yeah. universe. But that so makes, that's but that's that why makes I'm curious. Kind of sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's definitely in touch with his dark side. Yeah. But it does sound like a role playing game mechanic. You're it in does, touch really with does. your dark side. Yeah, I am very much in touch with my dark side. Stop <laughs> touching your dark side. Oh, I can't. It's habitual. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Shane, for throwing that light on this dark matter. How are you? He's he's still an agent of the Sith. He's still straight up Sith Lord. Wait, so he's channeling Mace, the dark side. This, 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 so this reader is channeling the dark side, but making it look like he's using it for the light side. Yeah, man. Yeah. You can't play for both teams. <laughs> Once you go down the dark path, that's what I hear. Forever will it consume your destiny. <laughs> huh? I thought you were going huh? another way with that. <laughs> Quicker, say. easier, more seductive, motherfucker. Tell that to James Carville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he knows what's up. Yeah. What's up, guys? What's up? Love the show. My Yay. co-worker, Jeffy Roth. Wait, wait. Who is this? I'm, I'll get to that okay. in a second. Co-worker, Jeffy Roth, turned me on to this show. Oh, and thank I, you, Jeff. Jeff is our uh, ice cream social Reddit guy. and mm. Well, he does a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. He helps us show. So, but so he's a guy who can thank for fat check, Dandy. He is not only, <laughs> he is not only like a... Yeah, exactly. He's a triple scoop and an obelisk scheme devotee, but he's a premier shock monkey wait, as well. What's a triple scoop? Yeah, every time you get somebody else to you listen don't to listen the show. To show. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to start listening to the, the, the Ice we're Cream at, Social. Whereas a triple threat of somebody yes. listens to this show, your other show, and Penn Sunday School. Right. It's a triple threat, all right. That's yeah. a yes, lot of Todd, stuff in the brain. I don't listen to as many podcasts as I used to. And even then, I'm like maybe once a week. Okay. It's, the, it's that so, XM radio, man. It's in the I, way. Oh, it's, that's tearing you down. You got to get rid of that shit. Just well, plug I, in your Apple. I want to get a brand new. <laughs> deck for my car okay, good. that has like Android Auto and all that stuff so there I can just plug go. in and go. Perfect. Yeah. I just haven't done it yet. You know, the the truck is. is 10 years old. Uh, I don't so know how much longer I'm going to keep it. So by the time you get a new vehicle, it'll have all the shit you need anyway. That's pretty much it is. Like, it doesn't do I have want an in? AUX jack? Just to no. It doesn't. Mine doesn't either. It's really I, annoying. I never Mine opted doesn't. for the option. I don't know what I'd do without oh, that yeah. now. Same here. Like, I mean... It's such a it's such a necessity at this point. Every yeah, time we get in a long trip, we go for a long trip. Duncan looks at the, the, the uh, radio and goes, "Why don't we have that yet?" <laughs> Here, uh, you have to remember, yeah. Paul. I bought this in two thousand and four. Oh, I got you. It's and, just crazy how and fast I didn't technology know went. until after, like almost a year after I bought it, that that, that had been an option. Yeah, because it wasn't even like remotely mentioned in any of the. Uh, Why don't you get a tape deck adapter? Because. <laughs> 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 
I'm gonna pretend. Yeah, you I, didn't I, know, say I know. I know. I know the website, <laughs> but tape deck adapters suck. And then I have. I have the one that runs the. Uh, off the radio, where it broad, basically oh. broadcasts. Of oh, ends. those are terrible. They're terrible oh, you, in towns, and you go across the desert where it's nothing but Jesus and uh, and uh, and Mexican music, uh, and it looks works a little bit. But then, like you're in the middle of listening to a podcast, it's like <laughs> that's the Chinese. Oh, one. you mean? Excuse me. You meant the cassette? That you pop in the what? cassette deck. What? I got you. What country is that coming Take in a from? Fucking drink. <laughs> I wonder how many people out there listen to the podcast through a uh, tape a tape cassette adapter still. I don't have a couple out there. I don't I have a tape sure. deck. In I know there. you don't have a tape deck. Uh, I'll give you shit. I do have the little FM modulator, but it it just like it Andy sucks. was just saying, yeah. it it does not work very the tape well. Deck adapter works better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had an if FM I had modulator. a tape deck, does an eight track adapter exist? I want to know. Mm. <laughs> well, if I go to my storage unit. I will. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so Jeffy Roth turned me on to this show. I haven't looked back since. I feel like I get my weekly dose of geekdom from this show, something that has been lagging in my life recently. Uh, Jeffy Roth and this show got me interested in comics. Never have owned one comic in my life and renewed the spark for all geeky things inside. Anyways, now for the advice here. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm a huge. Shut that fool Taylor up. <laughs> I think he wants our advice. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, and I have a question for you guys regarding the upcoming Star Wars movie. I have a two-and-a-half-year-old son, who will be almost three by the time Episode 7 is released. I was wondering what your opinion is on bringing him to see the movie in the theaters. We watch 30-minute TV shows all the time without an issue between Rebels on Disney XD and Ultimate Spider-Man, also on Disney XD. (laughs) got a feeling someone's fishing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what they're looking for. <laughs> sitting, <laughs> sitting still is the biggest part I am worried about. I'm also concerned on what others might think. I know I definitely judge people who would bring their little kids to a movie. Him and I sat through episode four without him getting up and running out of the room a few months ago. And more recently, my wife, him, and I completely sat through an entirety of Big Hero 6. Hmm. I know that he will probably not remember it when he gets older, but symbolically... He can say the first movie he saw in theaters was Star Wars, etc. It means more to me. How old is he again? It's two Not and a half. Will three. be three when Episode Seven well, comes out. Yeah, yeah. Your thoughts would be appreciated. Patrick. Until he said that last line, I was like, no, three is not going to appreciate it, and it's going to be a pain in the butt. But well, that last statement, yeah, that kind of tugs at the heartstrings. And uh, I would not go to opening weekend with the, with the kid. That'd no. be my advice. Give it, a, give it a little while before you take the kid. You're probably going to see it more than once. And Star Wars is not going anywhere once it hits a theater. It's no, going to stick right. around. It'll be playing until what? February, easily? In some theaters, yes, I'm sure. Right. So uh, I remember very distinctly, but also hazily, the image of R2-D2 and C-3PO in the desert on uh, Tatooine when uh, they are abandoned at the beginning of Episode Four. I saw that in the theater, and I was about three at the time. I remember seeing that on the Yeah, on I, the I remember screen. it too. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember driving to it. Andy remembers <laughs> Andy remembers having to knock a brontosaur out of the way to get popcorn. <laughs> Those fucking guys. <laughs> you're you're almost making it sound like Biggs and, and Fact Check here are just like, you know, an episode out of the goddamn Flintstones going to the movies. Here. They are. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> well, now, I, I can't trust my memories. <laughs> 
to know what images I have from my youth and which ones have been put there since. But I know I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I'm very proud that I saw it in the theater. I have a memory from being one year old. So, yeah. You probably remember um, some of it. I, you know, I got to say, it, obviously it's not Star, Star Wars, but, you know, when I was a kid, I distinctly remember, I distinctly remember seeing... 101 Dalmatians in the theater and Music Man and running screaming out of like a reissue of Pinocchio because my mom forgot to warn me about Monstro. The whale. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, if that would be my only thing. There might be something scary in this thing. So if, if your kid has a thing about scary stuff, I would be a little leery. Yeah, but I think it's, it's going to get a little it, scary. It's definitely it, going to be loud. It's going to be loud, yeah. I'd say see it two or three weeks after it opens. See it in like a Saturday afternoon when there's going to be lots of other kids there and you won't be the only kid. Sure. Yeah. And if you are concerned, you know, sit closer to the exit on the side. So if you feel you have to leave for whatever reason, I mean, he sounds well behaved so far, but mm-hmm. you never know. Something might startle him. Are there some theaters doing the bring your kid kind of thing where they specially do screenings? They might, but I'm not sure of any offhand. Yeah, some theaters have like a cry room thing where you can go back in there and it's got the... The glass partition, so you can actually watch the movie, but you know, be in we there with your kids. had one of those kid. in the church that I went to as a kid. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. So oh, did we. A church cry room. Huh? Yeah, oh, that's I wanted, standard. All I wanted to do was just stay in there forever. Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that where the toys were? I just went. No, yeah, no. That, I just, the, not, ours, there were toys not in there. Ours, I just wanted to stay in there. Well, they're probably baby toys, but I just wanted to stay in there and just be like, not have to deal with it. Because you get room. You'd, you'd hide out. You get a little bit of a. There was a little uh, speaker that was yep. playing the audio for you, just like ours. And just hide and chill in the back, mm-hmm. like any good Catholic. Hide in the back. You know, the, the other option besides sitting in the back is actually, if you, if you think you're up for it, sit in the very front where you can't help but be absorbed by the moving. Well, what I was going to say is a lot of the stadium seating have that one row uh, that's like in front of like you know the stadium where you got all that. That's where I usually yeah, sit. Yeah. Where you got all the extra leg room and everything. <laughs> sit there. No, Not there. to make it too much of an elaborate production, but if you <laughs> if you cosplay the kid out, if you put a little uh, Luke Skywalker outfit on him, which wouldn't be too hard to do a little home crafty Luke Skywalker thing. Well, you can and, buy uh, those for uber cheap now too. Right. You just you know that might be another thing that like people will be like, oh, adorable. I don't care if the Jedi cries; it's all good. You know, the, the, that might like, buy, buy a little. You know what I mean? Yes. A little, a little more understanding yeah. of a of a weeping Jedi. Or a screeching Jedi than they would a non-nerded out sure, type. Pretty also, solid advice, right? Also, I think he'd probably get a lot of positive attention from that. Mm-hmm. No matter when you go see it, people are going to go, "Oh, look! Oh, you know." And so, that will reinforce the good time. Exactly. So, as far as like trying to set the mood for him, if he's comfortable with putting on a little outfit or something like that, not to make it, like I said, not to make it too big of a production, not to put too much on it, but uh, that might uh, help grease the wheels, as it were. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I. <laughs> Dad dressed me up as Princess Leia. <laughs> <laughs> and he greased the shit out of my wheels. <laughs> my would, wheels have never been the same. It would They're gre- so greasy. <laughs> it, it, it would grease the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, I, I also saw it in the theater when I was about three. So I sure. don't... And- uh, I don't know. Everybody, everybody's kids a little different, and every kid's different with with different forms of media. How um, much do you remember from it? Honestly, I remember little bits and pieces. 
I mean, of the actual theater experience. My mom, and I'll try to get through this without getting misty-eyed because my mom used to tell great stories about when I was a kid. But uh, one of the stories she'd like to tell people is that uh, when uh, she took us to the theater, it was just my dad and uh, and my mom and I. Cause that, what month did that come out in 77? Uh, May, May, right? May? Yeah. Okay, because it was right before my, my sister was born. So I was just shy of being three because my sister was born in June. Um, my mom likes to tell the story that I sat on her lap. She's, you know, full on pregnant with my sister, Christy. And that I just sat on her lap, arms folded on the chair in front of me with my head down on my arms. And I stared at the screen for the entire length of the film. And she said, that's the first time that you were ever sitting still for more than about an hour. Because she, she said that I just used to, I had too much stuff to do. I was always running around looking at things and just exploring. And she said, that was like the first time I ever sat still and she said, you were just mesmerized by the screen. So. The day 80s became a nerd. Listen, yeah. if, if I need to calm 80s Jeff down, just put on Star Wars, he's transfixed. Nice. Sits there, <laughs> and on the couch. Just keep it on your phone but, at uh, all times. Hugging a pillow. Hugging <laughs> yeah. a big pillow. It's, yeah. it's, Professor it's, Biggs, <laughs> thank God you're here, because I don't normally feel the age gap between the rest of the room. But <laughs> <laughs> all this, I was three, I'm like... Yeah. Oh man, I was I was I, I miss was, my no, mom's school, stories school, about that though. Because come on, you were eighty-seven. <laughs> you got the senior discount. Yeah. You broke a tooth on a kernel of corn. It's amazing you're still alive. What? Are we, who are we kidding? Yeah. Well, well I, I was break your teeth on a kernel. Huh? I was I was actually telling because I was talking to somebody about Comic Con, uh, and I I said. Yep, you know, I recall a time. I, yeah. Yeah. I do, I oh, do, yeah, I do uh, love uh, Biggs' because how many years have you gone, Steve, all I, of them. to Comic-Con? Not I know, all of them. Not all of them, but a bunch. Yeah. I Were you gone, at the first? No, I've gone every year since, or almost every year since uh, 1973. That's a 10th since I was born. Every <laughs> yeah. year since Before I was born. Before I was born, right. Yeah, I've missed about five, I That's think. nuts, though. Yeah. So you've seen the full evolution. I have seen it what go... What year was that? Was that the fourth year or fifth year of Comic-Con? Uh, it was the fourth convention. They had two in the first year. One was kind of a tryout in, okay. in 1970. And then they had like their their big one in 1970. 500 people, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Blow the doors off the joint. Yeah. When I went in 1973, <laughs> it was huge. 1,000 people. Whoa. <laughs> Double. Where, where where the the biggest name at Comic Con in '73, the big draw that got Stevie Steve O go, Mom, Mom, you got to take me, ladies and gentlemen. Neil Adams was going to be okay. <laughs> Batman's okay. own. Yes, Batman and <laughs> I was going to get I was going to get Grandpa Monster, no, but that's good. Dead Man's own, yeah. Um, and and my friends and I, because back in my high school days, one of my one of my at that time. Me and a couple other friends thought we were going to be comic book artists when we got older. So in 1976, we decided, hey, let's rent a table for $40 for the entire convention. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so you rent a table uh, as an artist? As an artist. All right. Had a bunch of our sketches. We'd, we'd won some you know local art contests and everything. Had those paintings up and all this kind of stuff. Actually put stuff in the art show, all this kind of thing. A friend of mine had mass-produced... Uh, like he'd done a, um, you know, a, a, an 
an ink drawing of Sherlock Holmes and and the Gumbies from Monty Python, oh, wow. and then hand colored those and was selling those each for a dollar. Were they mimeographed? Those were the uh, no. They it was <laughs> it was early Xerox. Okay, um, and those flew off the table. Nothing else did. <laughs> Sherlock so, Holmes and the team. Gumbies. And Gumbies, Gumbies from Monty Python. Like, were they together or were they separate drawings? No, it was like separate. Okay, okay. Because okay. I was trying to match great what, mashup. I was trying to figure out what the yeah. mashup was. Okay, this is before mashups were. A thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you wouldn't think of crossing the street. Oh, oh, no, I take that back. <laughs> After the art show, I did take down my eight by ten drawing of Doc Savage, and that sold for like twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah. Paid for half the table right there, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but that that year, 76, was the year that Charles Lippincott brought down some early clips and like the original cut of the trailer for this science fiction movie from the director of American Graffiti. And now, you guys, you got to remember, 70s was not a good year for sci-fi. No, it wasn't. Logan's Run won for best special effects. And you look at Logan's Run, you're like, holy crap, really? I mean, at the time, I was like, just don't give one, because that the model work in that is horrible. It's there a is part. no renewal. I was picking yeah. up Starwalk at that time, and yeah. I was getting thinking, there was like big things on. There was some weird ice movie with Paul Newman. Quintet? Ice Pirates? Uh, no, uh, I know what you're talking about. And I can't remember what the name was. Ice was. Pirates was in the 80s. I think it was Paul. Quintet. Yeah, but it was it was a bad time. And so when this guy came out, he goes, "Oh yeah, the director from." I go, "Great, Teenagers in Space. What what the hell is this going to be like? This is going to be awful." And he showed these clips. I was like. Yeah, that's kind of cool, I guess. It's oh god, and it, so it took me like a month before I actually went and saw the movie. It really wasn't until Time Magazine came out it was like best picture of the year. I was like, really? All right, I guess I better go see this piece of crap by the director of American Graffiti. Yeah, I, and I, I of really... course was blown away like everyone else, and was like, oh, this is... <laughs> ran out and got the John Williams soundtrack. And with was... me, it was actually the uh, Marvel comic. It was the first of <laughs> the Marvel comic. I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, and I was actually a little upset that when I saw the movie that the it didn't match the comic. <laughs> the comic came out was... before the film. Yeah, and there was some stuff in the, the first issue. There was some stuff in the comic I kind of wanted to see, and then but you know. Because the big scene, the big stuff got mm. cut. You know. Big's dark lighter hadn't yeah. been cut. And he wasn't on the cutting room floor yet. Right. Okay. Yeah, there there were several stories I've read about the like lukewarm reception to like the early clip trailers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that you know until they did they do the first screening at Comic Con too? No, no. It was just it was just the trailers and everything because because um, like I said that was seventy six and it was the first it was the first screening of like the first cut of the trailer. Okay, and so it had. I don't even think it had a John Williams score. I think it had like, I think it had like whole planets or something like that under it. So well, I mean, if you ever take the John Williams score out, it's not the same no. at all. I mean, it does. There's no feeling there to it at all. It's just kind of whoa. Oh yeah, well you've seen uh, the. Have you, you seen put yakety sax on it. It's still, <laughs> still, it's still <laughs> I swear to God, I was thinking the same I thing. Played I it mean, one and a half times. Yeah. Have you have you seen the uh, the clip the I it's on YouTube I think of the in throne room scene with the music removed. Yes. Oh yeah. It's, and it's, it's so just nothing but people are sitting staring at each other, <laughs> and they got some bozo doing Chewbacca just going. Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah! oh yeah, yeah, that's that's really good. The one without the music is really yeah. Good. It's, 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 he just stands there staring at each, each other. Ah! And you, and yeah, you, he just screams. It's like, what the fuck? It comes off as the most bizarre goddamn thing. And you just hear some like random, 
Random people in the crowd coughing, yeah. shuffling their feet. <laughs> yeah. it's, that's a really funny bit. Yeah, the really award is. ceremony in the temple. Yeah, without oh, the boy. music. It's... Yeah, that is good shit. Look that up. That'll give you a giggle. Forgot about that. That is a funny them. piece. It's so fucking weird. It is. And yeah, like, and like Han's all like... Mm, and Luke's all... Yeah, yeah, they just give each other these weird grunties. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking, so fucking strange. Oh. And then, yeah, R2, R2 and 3PO, and then Chewbacca just going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's a capper on it all. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, pretty great. So in short, <laughs> wait a couple weeks, put the costume on, it'll be fine. <laughs> so in answer to your question. <laughs> to go the long way about it. <laughs> Play it by ear. Oh, well, thank man. you, Patrick. And we got uh, one more. Uh, hey, guys. Hello. Hey. Got a bit of a problem. Oh no! Uh, what do we do now? We, we solve geek problems. That's what we, we try. Do. We do. Uh, and you guys seem perfect for some insight on the situation. <laughs> this is an interesting problem that really uh, uh, only geeks kind of run into mm, okay. in this specific case. I went to Wizard World Las Vegas. Okay. And I got to fulfill my lifelong dream of meeting meeting Robert England. Yeah, he is pretty the, cool. The pick I got with him drove. Drove a couple I know to weird levels of jealousy. So they announced they are getting married, and for their wedding gift, I got Robert England's autograph pick that says, To so and so, welcome to married life, bitches, Robert England. <laughs> Three weeks later, I got the pick, and immediately after I opened the package, I checked my Facebook, and they broke up. <laughs> so here's my problem. I can't return it nope. because it's I got, got what I paid for. It's got that autograph on and it. And as far as I know, I don't think Robert England broke them up. It'd be kind of cool if he did. I can't give it to the couple because that would just be weird. Plus, both are good friends to me. I won't want to pick a favorite. I can't yeah, right. display it because it would really seem odd. And if they visit, it would be awkward. I could throw it away, but it was signed by Robert England. I can't bring myself to do that. Can't sell it because it was personalized. Guys, aside from a constant reminder of why I shouldn't buy a wedding gift for anyone except a nice card, what do I do with this awesome yet awkward piece of swag, Jake? I got Intriguing. it. Biggs has oh, an here answer. we go. Biggs oh, has okay. a Because I was just going to say, never buy a gift you can't return. <laughs> Seriously, never there, buy a wedding gift you can't return. There's that. But it's that, really special. But that, that ship has sailed. Right. So you got this thing. So... It depends on a, my solution. Depends on a couple of things. Okay. Uh, time, because time heals all wounds. Are how good Not are friends? Always. Well, that's true. How good are friends? Are you with both of them? And I would say, take it, frame it, hang it, hang it up in your house, and like I say, give it some time because maybe they'll both get over whatever broke them up or whatever. And if they're still your friends, it'd be awesome. And then when one or the other comes over, you just say, Hey, here's a funny story. (laughs) (laughs) And then you got it. And so, and even if you don't necessarily explain it to them, you can explain it to all your other friends. Say if nothing else, you have a great story, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. I have yet another solution. Yes. Of course you do. Does it involve eBay? (laughs) It says to blank and blank. Welcome I, to Married I, I, Life, I'm, bitches, right? I'm sure that there's those their actual names. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't so want replace qu- replace their names with pieces of paper 
blank pieces of paper mm-hmm. that covered up their names, two or just one blank little space where you could put in the name of another couple <laughs> or anybody else. <laughs> Get a picture of this, and this becomes a fantastic, popular horror meme. <laughs> Everybody can put that up on Facebook pages whenever people get married. Like to blank and blank. Oh Welcome yeah, to married life, bitches. Yep, a fantastic horror meme. Robert England signed it. Do it. Wow, meme that shit out. Yep, there you go. That's meme. That, that's a fine idea. I concede that is a better solution. Alternately, than <laughs> put it up on eBay. With a very specific, if your name is Barbara and James, <laughs> <laughs> and in the year thirty forty seven, when I go, oh look, look, Barbara, the thing we have waited for, <laughs> a signed picture from the ancient historical figure Robert England, uh, decrying our prenuptial agreement. They named the country after him, right? Yes. England is named after Robert England. He was so good in V, they couldn't help themselves. Yeah, as as and I mean many of the historical places in England. You've got Kruger Town. Yeah, sure. You've got uh, Furnaceville. All the way to Germany, you got Kruger Rants. What is it? All the way in Germany, you got Kruger Rants. Kruger Rants, yeah. right? Yeah. Kruger Rants. Which the best one of all those is Welcome to Married Life, bitches. <laughs> uh, by the way, you saw the Rick and Morty episode with him, right? Motherfucker! <laughs> Fuck you! Seriously, season two is already starting. God damn it! Uh, Scary Eddie. Scary I think his name Eddie. is Scary Eddie, and it's basically I think it's Scary Eddie. It's scary something like that. It's so fucking funny. God damn it! You've got it. We're watching this episode after this. <laughs> you, know uh, what, you know what I find amusing? What, what's this? He's always he's complaining about how he has no time. He's doing all these other things. Yet somehow he finds time to watch more garbage than you and I do. Now, Rick and Morty is not garbage. No, I'm not. I, I'm. Not, I I'm not calling Rick and Morty garbage. Select times. I find select windows and I binge hard. This week I watched. It follows, and I watched a big chunk of Space Dandy again. You've got to get Space Dandy. It's so goddamn good. It just reaffirmed it in my mind. I watched it again. I'm like. This show is genius. I didn't finish Rick, it's Rick and Morty up there. Yet. It's up there with Rick and Morty. I just finished the first season of the original series of Star Trek, which right. shows how far behind There's I the am. Scary Larry episode. So you finally seen the Scary episode. Larry episode. Finally. Did you see the Scary Larry life. episode of Rick and Morty? But Scary Larry episode of Rick and Morty is basically a straight-up parody of Freddy Krueger. Okay. He comes after you in your dreams. <laughs> it's, it gets all Inception-y. It's so goddamn funny, and he ends every sentence with bitch, and it's so <laughs> fucking great. It's so fucking great. It's so fucking good. I don't want to spoil it, because it's that awesome. Oh, wow, okay. Gotta see it. Yeah. Okay. God, I'm, it's so funny. I know I'm so going to regret myself for asking this, what the hell is Space Dandy? Space Dandy is a dandy guy in space. Um, <laughs> that episode might not be up yet. Maybe that's a ugly couch show. Is that not up? I don't know. Uh, There's only yeah. one here, man here knows. Maybe it is. Anyway, uh, for those of you, oh yeah, so yeah, I'll just put this out there, guys. Uh, coming out soon is an episode where I review Space Dandy, the new anime, uh, the first season, which is available. It's out there. Uh, buy it. It's by the Cowboy Bebop creators. It's so fucking good. It's so funny. It's on a Rick and Morty level, and it's it's got this whole Aeon Flux thing where they die in the end of the episodes a lot of times, <laughs> and they just kind of hit the reset button for the new the new next episode. It's so fucking good. 
It's so fucking good. Space Dandy. Space Dandy gets all the future points. Rick and Morty does too. Space Dandy, man. Space Dandy. And you know what's great about Space Dandy? What's great? What's even better about Space Dandy is you don't have to watch it with subtitles. The voice acting is quality. Wow. You can watch the American. I know. You can watch it. It's getting better. It's getting better. I forget. I forget that we're... 20 years away from when I was watching anime yes. on bootleg VHSs and going, oh, I wish I could see this in the original. <laughs> you know, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck? And, and, and voice acting has become a much more serious thing. Yes. People aren't just phoning it in. And they're actually paying for actors to do this now. Right. They're getting professional people and they're not just trusting it to these idiots who are just laughing behind the scenes like, oh, this show's so stupid. It's like, fuck you. Oh, anyway, so yeah. it's good. It's really well done. Yeah. Commander uh, K just... I, I didn't regret that. <clears throat> I didn't regret asking that question. I'm amazed. Carry on. Okay. Uh, Commander K just uh, cracked their Rick and Morty uh, nut for me this weekend. He saw ah. a couple episodes. Yeah, and his, his sales, he goes, he's giving me the history. And before he showed the first one, he said, yeah, these guys, they couldn't want to do like an animated um, you, you know, Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty. So they would have And they Morty. got turned down. And he goes, so they made a few changes in this. He showed the first episode. I go, yeah, a few changes. <laughs> <laughs> but, which is, but they're all gold. Every, oh, yeah. Every change. Every change is so good. And I, are you reading the comic yet? No. Okay, so the first trade's about to come out. Okay. I've got the, the fourth issue just came out. Uh, so fucking funny. Still. The, the, the random alcoholic belches just is that the best? kill me. <laughs> oh, come on, Morty. Come on. Get in here, Morty. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you uh, you want to stop? Uh, uh, don't, don't be such a pussy, Morty. Uh, come on. Put some more of these in your pockets, Morty. Hurry up. <laughs> if you go any slower, Morty, we're going to die. Oh, God, Rick. I don't know. Come on, Morty. Just, uh, just, uh, just don't put your foot under. Uh, it's, so fucking, it's such a brilliant. Justin, that guy made such a brilliant choice with that shit. And like they hated it at first, and then it really grew. It's just such an amazing character. Rick is so amazing. Rick Sanchez. Dirty Rick Sanchez. He's something else. Oh God, it's so fucking funny that <laughs> that show. But that 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 Larry thing, the murder Larry or whatever, the angry Larry, scary Larry. Holy shit! I can't believe you. I haven't seen it. It's such. It's it's the best Nightmare Before Elm Street parody. <laughs> so going back to the letter, yes. I, I do want to do stump the chumps and find out what this guy ends up doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let us know. Let Jake. us know. Let us know. We want to know. Some the chumps. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Andy is still brushing off bits of the tar from the pit he was sealed in. <laughs> that show is still running out oh, here. Oh, yeah, it and sure it, is. And, it's and one of them's dead. I know. Yeah. It's like dead man talking. Dead man talking. Dead man talking. <laughs> oh, no. Dead man talking. It's what a, show? A <laughs> clicking clack. Car talk. Car talk. Car talk with click yeah. and clack. Yeah. Do you not a click and clack fan? I don't know even what you're talking oh. about. Oh. See, this is this is where 80s Jeff, you never listen to NPR, huh? Uh, not really? Not in a while, yeah. no. Oh. So, I mean, I don't blame you. It gets me livid. Click and clack car talk well, was, part was of it. about 20 years of, of two brothers talking about cars, but mostly laughing at their own jokes. <laughs> yes. And, it, and and honestly, it appeals to me more because I'm a Yankee. They're very much Yankees. Oh, buddy. They're um, out of Beantown. Yeah. yeah. Um, Boston. Mm-hmm. And our, our fair city. Our yep. fair city. And they got a whole bunch of like standard corny jokes they tell over and over. What, what's uh, what's the guy who hates them? Um, 
the guy? No, Harry, Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer just cannot stand Harry Shearer can't Harry Shearer will go off about them laughing at their own jokes and yeah. telling the same corny <laughs> jokes over and over. They're ridiculous, but they're endearing. So not yeah. at all like us, right? No, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Is I often hear us laughing at our own they jokes. They have like, this oh. whole outro where they go through this their their staff right. for the show. Oh, and they're God. like, we'd like to give our thanks to... Uh, our, our Russian chauffeurs. Dewey Cheatham and Howe. Our Russian chauffeurs pick up and drop off. Our Russian chauffeur pick up and drop off. Yeah. This is like Nikolai Stops. Smokeski. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I, I I definitely was a fan as a kid. I still I enjoy a car talk every once in a while, yeah. but they get a little but occasionally they go and back not when I'm dead. Old, so. Yeah, now they occasionally go back to an old they an old episode and pull back somebody they gave advice to okay. to find oh. out if they followed the advice. Yes. So that's what he was referring to. They would go back and go, somebody asked us this, and we're calling them again to see if the advice we gave helped their car situation. Oh, okay. So that's so we're asking for follow Frequently it didn't. And it's, and it's, <laughs> it usually did not, but, but that was that was part of the charm of it too. And it's Nicoderm stop uh, smoke. Oh yeah, Nicoderm stop smoke. Did I say Nikolai? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's, it's actually a really funny episode of uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour where they rough off those guys and their car repairmen. Like, yeah, what you got here in this car is an evil spirit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how often that happens. Mm-hmm. Now, last week uh, we threw out uh, the hashtag Dirty DC. For, did we? Uh, yes, we did. Good. Didn't get many back, but we got a couple. Well, it's, yeah, it's tough because we were asking for you to dirty up the character itself. Yeah, it's easier when there's a meal, sure. or some other thing involved. And we didn't punt this one as badly as he did the one week before. This is true. Yeah, we actually had a few good ones last week. So, uh, and Cow sent us a few more. Uh, Harley Quim. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> You just got Briggs right in the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she mules a lot. Mm. Uh, killer cock. <laughs> sure, yeah. He could he could fight her. <laughs> fight? He fight could, in quotes. <laughs> he could fight her with his wiener. And low blowjob. Low, low blowjob. Blow <laughs> nice. Aren't they all? And Stephen Marinelli, bless his heart, gave us one. Uh, he gave us Joker Poker. Gave us kind of a game to go along with. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, there's the rules. Unwrap 73 bicycle decks. Stick 146 Jokers up your twat. Want to know how I got these scars? Joker Poker. Exclamation <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> point. <laughs> okay. Now, now bless Steven because he also did a set of Dirty Geek Shock. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, dear. So he gave us Masturbator Torgo. <laughs> sure. 80 Shades of Jeff. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is nice. Good. Fat Chick Andy. Just fat Chick? Yes, <laughs> I'm seeing that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toss a little flour on him. No, it's, it's dirty geek shock. It's not sexy spot. geek shock. Dive in. Fat Chick. Just Andy. the tip Michael going back. <laughs> and Captain Underpants Luddite. So... Captain Underpants Luddite. <laughs> I like just the tip, Michael. Just the tip, Michael. That's real good. That's real good. So thank you, he? Steven. He's very... selling cars now, isn't he? Yeah, just that, there's your update. Yes. So so it's... Just it's, Michael is selling cars it's, in it's, Texas. It's less dirty geek shock and more real life geek we shock. Should, just, just Michael, <laughs> you're still listening, I think. I'm sure he is. Yeah, so uh, you want to send us some info about where you work? We can let the monkeys know... You might get one or two monkeys come try and buy a car off of you. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Can't hurt. Like monkeys got money. Uh, well, hey, some do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You, you know, did did you guys, you haven't heard this yet. Uh, 
we just recorded this on the episode, but um, we're getting more of that recognition with Ice Cream Social. So Matt's brother works for a company that sells stuff to the government, and he was walking with this government guy, uh, you know, in the hallways, just kind of chatting in between their sales conference stuff. And his brother was talking talking with this guy, and uh, and somehow the conversation came up to like, wait a minute, you're not you're not brothers with Matt Donnelly. <laughs> And he's like, nice. he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you mean from, from uh, Penn Sunday school and ice cream social? I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member of the congregation. I'm a scoop. And, oh my God. And, like, what? and so, so his nice. brother's like, what the fuck's happening? So it's pretty great. It's it pretty makes great. me wonder if he lost the sale just because of that. No, 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 no. If anything, he gained one. I, right? I, really, uh, I really did love the, the story on your show with the, the, the guys having the blasting at work. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, yeah. And yeah. they just show up and it's like, oh, I like that show. That's so great. Yep. It's so great. Yep. Slowly but surely, the obelisk scheme continues. <laughs> <laughs> so are we done with 30 BC? That's it. That's okay, I, I got a, I got a story. Okay, Duncan, stop whistling for 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> so yeah, right. that's gonna in stop my, him. In my younger days, I, I did hang out at strip clubs fucking frequently because beer and titties. Damn straight, I was 18. <laughs> And and the drinking. Where were these strip clubs? First of all, oh that's right, Massachusetts. The, 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 <laughs> the drinking age was eighteen when you were. Oh, drinking. fair city. The spirit of Massachusetts yep. is the spirit of the beers and boobs. And <laughs> the strip clubs I went to when I was eighteen were far dirtier than anything I've ever seen, even in Vegas. Of course, because there all bets are off. If you're at a strip club in Vegas, you're here for the giant quotes experience of going to a strip club. It's the Disney-fied strip club if there ever it was. Really is. If you're in a small hometown, you are probably going to see someone you went to school with. Right. <laughs> so it's like what? I do know. All I do know. Bets least, are fucking off. I do know of at least one teacher who was at a strip club see? and had one of the strippers go, hi, Mr. So-and-so. And then, <laughs> oh, my wiener hardness. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> hey, or maybe, or maybe, oh, my wiener hardness. <laughs> uh, it can go either way. So it's the me. flip of a coin. Yeah, don't, don't stand so close to me. Uh, that kids in the hall sketch will forever. So good, so good. Dave Foley play, playing the predatory oh. substitute. Oh nice. my god, have you seen that? No. Oh my god, he's got a guitar. Time, yeah, he's got a guitar. He's just like, he's just like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna study music. We're gonna study popular music. Cause you know why? Cause you know what music is? It's just poetry. It's just poetry set to music. So we're gonna set, start study some music. So it's some pop tunes. And he's like, and, and it's like getting on this one girl in the front. He's like, so I got all I gotta say, Vanessa is. Don't stand, brown. Don't stand, brown. Don't stand so close to me. He ends up bringing her into the front and making out with her under the desk and during the class. It's the craziest shit. So fucking funny. Nice. Now, what names funny. did these strip clubs have, please? Oh, right. Shit. Yeah. Uh, no, uh-huh. the, the Mardi Gras is the one I went the to. The Mardi Gras. Yeah. Oh, Mardi Gras, yeah. Massachusetts. Where have those beads there, been? There was also a firehouse. I don't remember if I remember. Firehouse? Yeah, the firehouse. Was it called the firehouse? Yeah. In, in Boston, I, I actually went to the Naked Eye. Which was like a pretty famous strip club. <laughs> the naked eye. Yeah. The naked eye. It'd be great if it was like naked, comma letter I. And on like, <laughs> it's just you, you. You go in and it turns it, out no, it was just, it was the, the word. It was the word I. 
Yeah, I kind of yeah, figured, yeah, yeah. but it's just with the big guy. I like this whole Asimov idea. Yeah, yeah. It's just the <laughs> it's just the residents themed. All the, all the strippers have eyeball heads. <laughs> I can't remember what the name of it was. There was one. There was one up on Route One. Just big round eyeball heads doing their strip yeah. thing. And they just lift the lid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was one. Yeah, there's up on, one big. Uh, li- the stage is a ball. Is an eyeball and just a big eyelid. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened at the so at the it, naked eye? Uh, the naked eye was like an old strip. I mean, it was like almost vaudeville. It was like you would occasionally. Did they do comedy oh, stuff in between? Yes, occasionally. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> now that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> one of the most amazing things I ever saw was at a place on Route One, and it had banana in the name. I can't remember what the name was, but definitely a banana in the name. <laughs> banana hammock. No, no, it was it was a <laughs> women's strip club. Was it like just? It was a woman's strip club. You mean? Women stripping? Yes, women no, were stripping. That's but just we one were, lady standing on the side right. of the road selling no, no, a banana. No. Welcome this, to this, Banana! This, banana this, the Strip Club! I'll, or it's just called, it has banana in the name. <laughs> I, will, I, will throw this, I will throw this out on Facebook and come up with a name for next week. Um, where are you going? I'm going to It Has Banana in the Name. <laughs> you so, go there every night! <laughs> where so is it? We went there one night. <laughs> and we get up there and we're all waiting for the, you know, the half-naked woman. And this old guy comes out woman. with a drum set. I'm like, oh, hell. Son of a bitch. We're going to watch a bad old drum guy. And the guy starts drumming. I'm like, huh. And the guy keeps drumming. So he's doing serious Buddy Rich shit. And by, by, was know, it Buddy Rich? It was a guy who was playing like Buddy Rich. He was like, 10 minutes into it, like, fuck it. We don't need the girls. Keep this guy on. <laughs> this guy's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Did but, he play to the stripping? No, he just he was yeah. a, it was him. No girls. He was, was, he was him. the intermission. He was the opening act. All right. So, anyways, back to the the, the where we came with the the, the magic. Trick here's your opening about. act, and now here's an act full of some openings. But up, say, Andy, it has it, banana in the name. Would Ba-na-na. it be potentially called the golden banana? That is it. <laughs> <laughs> the golden banana. Leave it to '80s Jeff. Quickly able to access his stripper app. Is the golden banana still open? <laughs> According to this, it is. Oh my God. <laughs> Somebody get a picture of the golden banana that for 4 p.m. to 1 a.m. <laughs> that, that was 20 years ago, that drummer. Peabody, <laughs> Massachusetts. Peabody. Yes. Peabody. So anyways, I was at a strip club. Oh, my I was, God, Mr. Peabody. I think it was Hello, at the Mardi Gras. <laughs> We're going to go way back to, <laughs> to, <laughs> We're going to, go to 1995. Very first strip club ever made. That's it, man. That's it. What? Yep. In it, it's got banana in the title. <laughs> <laughs> It's got banana in the name. Well, here's one from your era. Oh, yeah. That's about what it looks like. <laughs> okay. It was not a classy joint. Nice. Was that a real woman sitting out there? Looks like it. <laughs> no, no proof. In Vegas, there's so many mannequins right. now holding signs. Yeah, it's Do you creepy. get wigged out with that stuff? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And they have the signs that move in this kind of... Weird, undulating. undulating. Yeah, yeah. You talk about the one on uh, Jones near Flamingo. That one's really creepy. Yep. There's a few of them. They, they, they look like the body strike karate dummies. Some of wow. them. Yeah, some of them do. And some of them have full <laughs> wigs on and everything. Look like a person. It's creepy. So, anyways, <laughs> the thing that brought me to this whole thing is you're, you're the magic trick. Yeah, that's what brought me to this whole thing. And a stripper wrapped paper matches around her nipples and lit them on fire. Oh, somebody did that on my birthday, Paper too. Paper matches? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just randomly. No, no, seriously. Hey, watch this. Seriously, this year. <laughs> paper matches, do you mean flash paper? No, like the no. kind of matches like, you have a matchbook. The paper, the, cardboard the, 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 the paper cardboard oh. matchbook. She, she goes, oh, it's your birthday. 
well, here, let me show you this. And I'm like, I'm like, show me what? She pulls her top up. She picks out Love two matches. She did something with them, and she stuck them on each each nipple, and she lit them on fire. She said, blow out your candle. <laughs> and, and then the first time I'd ever seen anything like and that. Then she said, and then she said, so is it just the Slurpee and the Big Bite for you? <laughs> so that was the start. And then she took a dollar from somebody and turned her back to the eyes, was dancing away with her back to us. And then she laid back. This is a full nude place. And started pulsating her blood in the nether regions, and boop, out came the dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Was this a Sacagawea coin? <laughs> no, she, she had folded it up into a small package so that she could eject it. Yeah, well, a small package. It's her small package. <laughs> so she origamied this thing yep. into a projectile. Yes. Okay. And then, and then shot it out of her nether regions. <laughs> So it was a version was of the, the, banana the ping pong trick <laughs> from Mardi Gras, uh, I think. Mardi South Park, bigger, longer, none cut. The same place right. I once had a guy walk trick. in with a with a sausage and start cutting the sausage on the bar and eating pieces of it while I was watching strippers. Who is this? Who did some what, some patron came and started <laughs> cutting and eating slices wow. <laughs> on the bar. Sausage, sausage. What the fuck? Having a big sausage. On. This is why you can't write crazy. You can't you can't write anything too ridiculous. Life, you just write some honesty. Fucking eating a sausage going to the strip club. Cutting her own. Eating the sausage is bad enough. He was cutting it on the friggin' bar. Covered with every bit of old beer. Just right on the bar. Yes. Uh, no paper in it. No. Oh. <laughs> Gross. God damn. Men were tougher it's, back then. It's like cooking. <laughs> it's like cooking in an old frying pan. <laughs> There's a fine line between tough and stupid. I can't oh. believe the golden banana is still open. My God. <laughs> open for your business. Oh, let's do a show. Wait, before we do a show, any geeky things you want to get off your chest, gentlemen? Hey, I went to a Star Trek convention. Hey, me too. I knew something happened this weekend. (laughs) Three out of five five people in this room went to the Star Trek convention. I want to say real quick before we get into just straight uh, Trek talk, like I said, I saw It Follows, really liked it. Highly recommend it. Great movie. Uh, And I didn't realize Disaster Piece did the soundtrack to that. He's the guy that did Fez. Okay. Soundtrack to yeah. Fez, which is a soundtrack that I actually have. It's great. Um, if you're interested in that uh, digital chiptune stuff, he's really good. And uh, then I played some uh, Advance Wars. Oh, which wow. I haven't played I forever. I thought about that in a minute. I booted that up on the Game Boy uh, player. Okay. On the GameCube. Yeah. I got that hooked up to my old uh, TV now. So I had my old TV playing Advance Wars, and I was watching Twitch. Uh, on there as well um, Maximilian Dude and his crew Great Twitch channel um, They put on some really fun stuff They're, they're entertaining and, uh, and cool gamers So shout out to them Anybody watching Twitch Check out Maximilian Dude uh, He's good So there you go That's the geeky shit I got up to Otherwise I was working And getting ready to get on a boat <laughs> On a boat Yeah Alright You five minutes to give me some track <laughs> it was my first time actually I hadn't gone to the Star Trek convention here in town yet Your very first to yeah, Star Trek I, I still have not gone to that one I didn't make it out this weekend See I don't feel so bad now Because you actually worked there and didn't go to it 
Yeah, but uh, well, he we, he had I, already I, stopped by the time they started doing them. Yeah, at I have issues with the people that run the Star okay. Trek convention. Uh huh. So. Well, don't we all? So does everybody. Yeah. yeah. But mine keeps me from going. Right. Even I, the people that go there to make money have issues with sure. the guys that run the Star Trek convention. I just I I, I feel would feel dirty going there. Going, I've already given them money. Well, it, it's I'm one not, of those... I don't want to cry anybody going. I know it's a great convention, better now than it's ever been because they're actually investing money back into it. Right. Yeah, fine. Well, yeah, they were kind of pressured into that. Yeah, but it's still such a gouge. It really is. Well, and, I, uh, I went for one day. It was forty bucks. Um, I actually a friend of mine had tickets to the um, concert on Saturday, mm-hmm. so I got to see the uh, Nevada Orchestra doing. Uh, Orchestral versions of Star Trek music. That, that was yeah, cool. the, the different scores from yeah, the different films. That yeah. was amazing. And then I went there Sunday and saw the the room and wandered around. And there were a ton of photo ops. They had the uh, they had the original series bridge. They had the Guardian from uh, City on the Edge of Forever. They had a transporter pad. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they had the Borg chambers. And, and they then, were just sitting there for people to take pictures. And in. then they had a half recreation of the original series bridge too, which right. uh, it's not bad. It's a work in progress, so it's it hopefully will be more decked out by by next year. Now, being that next year is the fiftieth anniversary, yes. I probably will come. They plan to go in and say, uh, "Well, probably next make that year, the first one." Next year, they're really gearing up for it. There's they there's, they're going to be now. five days long instead of four, so it'll be the longest one that Creation runs as far as like days. Um, and also, they said they're planning on to have over a hundred. Uh, Star Trek guests. Luminaries. There. They always so, that's great. pimp that's, the over the 100. When the 2002 one came around, they're going, over 100? And then, you know... And then, guys show and then, up? Well, no, they, <laughs> they did, but, you know, it's the thing that we all have issue with. They, they pimp these people out as, you know, being Trek people, but then they f- make them, the people that they're pushing as their big Trek celebrities, they make them rent a table in the dealer's room to sell their stuff. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. And well, that, it, that's where I have issue. It's like now, if you're going to pimp now, them, then give them the free damn table. Well, here's the thing, Biggs. In some cases, it's not that they were made to rent a table. They did that so that they could make a bigger percentage of the money. I can't name names because I know people that you know could <laughs> could could, poten- could potentially get in trouble sure. if I say who it is. Right. But I've had several people tell me that the reason they got their own table. Was because of the ridiculous amount of money that people uh, that Creation was charging for their well, autographs, yeah. and what ridiculously small percentage they were actually getting per autograph. You're right. tuned into the dirt track with the dirt track. Right. So, so <laughs> All the in that case, to butt. they said with renting the table and then charging a more modest fee for the autographs at the table. They actually made more money. Oh yeah, dirt track. So eighties jet. So table talk right to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's not my issue. My my issue again is is that creation actually charges them to rent the table. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it should I mean, just be free if they're pimping them. If they're yeah, if that's who their big draws are, is all these hundreds. Hey, if they're of saying players. Neelix is going to be yeah, there, yeah, then, then don't charge yeah. freaking no charge. <laughs> see him. Well, but they charge everybody. Charge him and that's double. The thing. <laughs> charge Neelix quadruple. The he fee. was here this year. They I'm had, sure the, he had was. the Voyager yeah, they 20th anniversary it. panel, which yeah. was actually a lot of fun. I'll bet. Yeah, but I, I went in. I saw <laughs> that. Did he stay out of it? The end thing. No, he was. He was actually a pretty funny part of the whole panel. Ethan Phillips. He's something yeah. else. I went in and saw the the end thing, which was the uh, Vegas the, the, the Vegas Rat Pack at ten o'clock. Sunday oh yeah, night. The, the final show on the final night. Yeah, <laughs> ten o'clock Sunday oh. night. They had uh, a bunch of mostly minor Star Trek characters. One guy who played twelve parts. Remember who that was? Von Armstrong. That was Von Armstrong. Von Armstrong was uh, one of them. 
Casey Biggs, he, uh, Max Grudinchek, Armin Shimmerman, and Jeffrey Combs. And Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Yeah. And those two, you know, Armstrong could sing. I mean, they, they, they were good. They were, they were a little sloppy. I think there may have been some drinking involved. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they, but they I, actually, I bought the CDs from them, and the CDs are amazing. The, it's the, the funny e- thing Enterprise is like, Blues. What it's right there in front of you. Enterprise, Enterprise Blues, Blues Band. Enterprise Blues Band. Thank they you. They can actually all sing very well. The thing is that they do play it up the the drunk angle and the the you know not singing very well thing for that concert. Well, they can because they're really them. trying to do the the whole Rat Pack thing. Yeah. So, and it was funny. It was it was really amusing, and uh, just I, obviously I liked it. I bought the about the CDs. It was mm-hmm. uh, so Von Armstrong's part of that crew. Yeah, yep. he's great. Yep. Yeah. Korath. Korath. Yeah. Oh, did you see the thing? I that? saw that video. It was wonderful. <laughs> Fools, you, you will regret, regret defying me. me. <laughs> uh, this just in, George K. Yes. From his page. Oh, yes. the Berenstain Bears. Yes. Is it just me or did they used to spell it Berenstain Bears? <laughs> nice. How is it now spelled Berenstain Bears? Is this a conspiracy? Yep. You're so He's, vindicated yeah. right now. Uh, dude, no, I'm not the only one. It's the weirdest <laughs> fucking yeah. thing. I've seen that. That's by, that's hit the that's hit the world now. I've seen yeah. several yeah. people's buzz It's big. It blew um, up. Well, because enough people go, wait, it yep. was Berenstain. Yep. I remember yep. it as a and kid. Yeah. I did get to see Bears. I did get to see George Takei talk, and he was really amusing, and I got to see Patrick Stewart talk, and he was amazing in his own weird way. Um, he apparently can't remember any of Star Trek. They, <laughs> the, the nerds would come up and say, ask me. I th- the first like qu- question they asked was, you were the executive producer on, what was it, Nemesis or Generations? He was the executive producer on... I think what, it was Insurrection. Insurrection, thank you. It was Insurrection. He goes, what was it like being the executive producer? And he's like, I, he goes, I, I was the executive producer on that? <laughs> who, Are you sure? I can't remember. Who is it? Patrick Stewart. Oh. I think yeah. it was an associate that, producer. Yeah, he yeah. just doesn't remember any of the details. Of, well, and of, that was probably well, a deal that his agent made. Which so is what he, he eventually get, said. But yeah. people kept asking him questions. That kept being the answer. It's like... See, the Kel- Kelsey Grammer was on the show with me. <laughs> See, yeah. the, the problem with those questions, and it, and it drives me crazy because I hear those same questions asked every year. The problem with that is, number one, the actors typically don't watch the finished episode right. after it's done. You know, they're, they're spending hundreds of hours working on these episodes over the course of, in this case, seven years. Just like our show. Just like ours. <laughs> yeah. The case with the, Ke- the Kelsey Grammer thing. That they never had their films or their scenes shot together. Right. Those were all completely separately shot and then pieced together in editing and then you know aired for the you know for the masses. So so of course he's not going to remember that Kelsey Grammer's in it, it there because he didn't have any direct interaction with him. And and those are the kinds of questions that re- routinely get asked sure. by a small I should say a small handful of people ask those questions right. every year. And of course he's not going to remember all those specific instances because. A lot of those times, those weren't highlightable instances for him to remember. But man, he remembered the the Nimoy thing. You bring up women abuse, man. He'll talk for an hour and a half. Oh yeah, (laughs) he remembered Nimoy, and he went into detail on that. Like it, it, it literally has to be things that are going to be meaningful to him in the long run for him to remember. Well, and I that's, think it goes for any of us. That, that's that's last, what I was going to say. Last it's, week I was asked about something about one of our old shows. That, like a few weeks ago they re, we talked about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember. Well, no, I, and, I, and I, was, I was just going to bring that point up because I get asked stuff all that time. I'm like, hey, uh, do you remember the episode where you, you talked about this? And I'm like, not really. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, about 10 minutes after we're done recording, right. I forget half the stuff we talked sure. about until somebody brings it up again. Yeah. So, so yeah. Of course, he's not going to remember half that stuff, and nor should he. Yeah, it's 
it's all a piece of that minutia that fades into the background and as with everybody in life. I did get to one of the first things I heard when I walked in on Sunday. I went I caught the end of the uh a panel for some video game that John Delancey was involved in. Timelines. Oh yes, the and, uh, and the somebody asked this complicated question about you know uh, reallocating resources after something has happened. Da 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 da. Et cetera, like video et game rule. Yeah. Things? Yes. And and the the designer was there or something. And there was some short, fat, bearded guy. So I assume he was a designer. Um, was there with <laughs> One Delancey? Of the engineers probably. And he was about to go up and answer the question, and Delancey put up his hands. Wait a minute. Let me get this one. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge round of applause. <clears throat> well, it's it's funny the whole thing with creation. I used, you know, I used to go to, the, to these things back in the day, and our whole thing with creation, they used to do hand stamps. Okay, and yeah. so our scam was one of us would pay, and then we'd bring a bunch of colored markers and come out and see what the hand stamp was, and then we'd draw the hand stamp <laughs> on, the, on the thing. So we'd split the cost of one. Ticket and we'd all go in. That's but, why now they have all those. So now they're getting banded like a goddamn. They're recouping their costs <laughs> and, yeah, from from the nineteen seventies. Goddamn endangered hawk, we're banded. <laughs> so it's your <laughs> fault that we're all getting gouged. Exactly, damn it, Biggs. Exactly, but um, but the thing about the Star Trek conventions, I, I was you know talking to somebody else about it. I was almost going to give this year a miss and just wait till next year. And and then, you know, Leonard Nimoy died and James Horner and Harvey Bennett and Grace Lee Whitney. And I was like, well, I better go because there's probably going to be some big memorial thing for all <laughs> of them. go before them die. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and there was none of that. And, and there was no none one of that. died. No, they did it. They had a memorial for well, Grace Lee for- Whitney and they also had a memorial for Leonard Nimoy. Okay. But, there's a lot but, of Nimoy love going on. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. A but lot there, of wasn't, there wasn't like. And, and, and the composers got some love at the. Uh, well, that's, that's the thing. So I was also able, thanks to Andy's oh, that's friend, right. yeah, that's right. go, see the, go see the concert thing. Wait. Celestial Ward, thank you very Celestia much for getting Ward, into the yeah. show. Um, and the conductor, I guess, changed up his, his order of the, of the music he was going to play. He was originally going to do the opening titles going into the end titles of Wrath of Khan. And then Leonard Nimoy died, and then James Horner died, and he's like, you know what, I got to do something different. So he got the full score, and was going through it to find other pieces of music, and came across the underscoring for the end, like after Kirk, you know, hugs his son, and then going into the going into the end titles. So that whole sequence about the sequence where McCoy finally says, "Well, you know, he's not really gone as long as we remember him." Yeah. And so he was telling this, and he said. Um, so when that bit of underscoring, and it's right there in the underscore, that cue, when McCoy says this, we play this. And he goes, so when we get there, I'll just turn around and say, that's when it is. So they're playing this, and of course it's great music. I've got that expanded soundtrack, and I listen oh, yeah. to it all, all the time. It is fantastic. And, yeah, and it gets to that point, and it's that piece of music, and he turns around, that's it, and that was it. That was the moment that I got all misty, and I was like... That was my memorial moment. That's yeah. what I was looking for when I came here, and I I got it, and it was awesome. And it, it was a moment you wouldn't have gotten to because he said it's it's underscore. I wouldn't perform. It yeah, normally. I would never put it in a normal concert. Yeah, sure. It's funny. I actually quoted that line to somebody that was having a tough time with the, you know, they were having a tough year, and then, you know the they said the the Nimoy death hit them a little harder than they thought, and I said, well, he's not really gone as long as we remember him, and they just it's that that you know what that actually makes me feel better. <laughs> Yeah, sure. so that uh, it worked. <laughs> there were some writers involved in that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Nick Meyer, he kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'll give them that. Anyway, I think we we spent more than five minutes yeah. on that. Yeah, that's fine. That's but fine. it was fun. I had a great time. I can't speak for these guys, but oh, no, it was I, great. It was great them. hanging out with them for the the times yeah. that we got to. I do wish I kind of bailed on the Rat Pack thing, and I yeah. kind of wish I'd stayed. It was respect. worth it. It was very cool. Yeah, I actually one of my favorite moments. Yeah, we didn't even we, know you were bailing until you. I saw you guys getting up to leave, yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they're uh, <laughs> gone. I, I really enjoyed listening to George Takei explain the uh, the uh, origin of his catchphrase. I caught oh. the tail end. Oh that was pretty funny. Yeah. Fantastic Four came out. Anybody go see it? Nope. Nope. Oh, big scene. Oh, what the fuck Kirsten, is wrong with you? Kirsten and I went you yesterday. Kirsten, you Wit- idiot. What the fuck is wrong with you? Witness Geek well, Shop, you know what? our sacrificial lamb. <laughs> I was going to say, somebody had to take one for the team. No. And, Don't and, give and, that shit any no, no, fucking no, 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 money. No. Listen, listen, listen to my point here, Paul. Okay. At some point, somebody is going to have to have actual experience with this to either justify the hate or the love of this film. You so, know damn well and, oh, wait, wait. I have built a career on not seeing things and hating the shit out of them. That's and right. It works Which real is real good. No, it's <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Listen, in Biggs and Commander Cave's defense, only one of them bought the ticket, and they brought markers along, and they went <laughs> smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm cool with it then. Did, did you at least I'm theater cool hop to make it worthwhile? No, because he oh, had to go okay. to work th- like almost immediately. So what okay. happened? What happened? Okay. All right, so so you know, we gave it the best shot. We went and saw the... That, that already at, starting beautifully. At, at the DTX, you know, uh, uh, the Galaxy. So you paid high money for No, the, we didn't. It yeah, was that, like eight fifty. Okay. The Green Valley prices are... are Comparable and in some cases cheaper. Is than this other a, theaters. a relaxo oh, chair? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, yeah. is the, the liner chair, thing, the luxury wall, the wall screen. Nice. Is this right? at most, style? At is this going to be one of those you dance real good for hunchback stories? <laughs> <laughs> no. Although that's pretty funny. Too. Anyway, continue. Continue. Um, actually, oh, I think I think I know what you're getting at. Yeah. Um, so now I and my banana in the name. <laughs> yeah. So and Curse and I had been like laughing because we'd been reading all the reviews over the weekend sure. and everything, and just watching the box office just tank on it. Uh-huh. So we're, it's like it's like, well, do you still want to go? I was like, yeah, you know, because again, same thing. You can't you can't hate something unless you see it. No, you, you can't. Not true. It's all right. Grumble. Only, no. Only if you're the you're, famous Paul. You're arguing from ignorance. No. Oh, no. What? <laughs> what? No. No. When, you say when that as 4,000 reviews come out <laughs> yeah. telling me a fact about a thing, I can go, okay, objectively, I understand where I stand on this product. <laughs> I, I will weigh Rotten Tomatoes, you know, pretty well, but once you get under 20%, right. I'm probably going to give you a pass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Anyway, go ahead. So I posted this on, on Facebook after we got back. I said, maybe it's because I went in with lowered expectations, but I didn't hate it. Ah, the Hudson Hawk <laughs> effect. Yeah, and I and I was sitting there, and, and, and you know, there's a whole thing with Josh Trank kind of saying, you know, that's not the movie that I made. That The movie I made is actually a pretty good movie. The movie. Uh-huh. And I, I was sitting there watching it. There's a couple of character moments that I was like, oh, that's cute. That's fun. Oh, that's nice. Oh, huh. You know, there probably is a good movie floating around out there in, you know, digital realm somewhere. And, you know, maybe in 20 years, maybe the underrated classic Fantastic Four. Oh, <laughs> no. No. You know what? I, I will say the red No, no, no. Le- I'm red, being very facetious. I know what you mean. The red letter media guys. That's yeah, what, just, what I was just good, about to talk about. We said just something talked about this similar uh, regarding that, that they couldn't recommend it. But there were things in there that really interested them. Okay. In, in the Fantastic Four? In the Fantastic Four. 
Their so, whole thing was, so, and you probably noticed this watching the, the movie, was you could see how many re-edits and oh, reshoots yes. there were. Wigs changed. That's the one. <laughs> Curse was, I said, I said, there's this one scene with Sue Storm and her father, and I just sit there watching this thing going, really? You What'd you do? Just go to the Halloween store and get a blonde <laughs> exactly wig? exactly what they said on Red Letter Media. It, so they, the most... they said on Red Letter Media, they go, they go, they go oh, well, yeah, we were a million-dollar movie, but let's go ahead and just buy this fucking uh, Marilyn Monroe wig, yeah. <laughs> we'll, and then we'll just straighten it. And we'll just straighten it. What the and fuck? I mean, literally, oh. there's like no part in it, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just it's just a flat piece of hair on her head. $120 million movie. Oh, I know. It's- <laughs> was it so? Was the wig worse than the wig that uh, what's her name wore in Rise of the Silver Surfer? Uh, see, I didn't even notice her wearing a wig in that. Oh my god! How could you not? Was it as bad as Samurai Cop's there wig? Oh, <laughs> that's what they talked exactly about. What I that's seen. what they talked about. They're like, they're I've like, never seen the, Samurai they're like a, a 20, 120 million dollar movie shouldn't make you think about Samurai Cop. <laughs> yeah. But one thing I really like about that idea. And when it comes to home video, I'll probably watch it just to watch this aspect of it, is that it's nice to be able to see where all the reshoot scenes are. Right. It, okay, let's, let's save the, li- the listeners a ton of money here. That, that's the curiosity factor. Go over the whole crying game thing. She's got a dick. How do they explain Sue and... Uh, oh, they're adopted. It's just okay. a one-line, you know, it's a one-line thing. So, and it's Reed, and he goes, just so... Like they're adopted, and she grew a dick. What about it, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, just like the material it was sorted from. Science. Ult- so, Ultimate Fantastic Four. So, got a banana in the title. Comic. Okay, so, on the positive side, the actors are really good. There, there's some really nice of work. Of course, being, those being, are four really exceptional performers. Yeah. Uh, no, three. Three, three, three. out of the four. Yeah. Oh, the the, the guy that guy? plays Reed is is not a great actor. Oh, Miles Teller. Whoa! Wait, yeah. wait, wait! You haven't seen Whiplash. Yeah, wait, he's a good actor. That's that Hold point on. was actually brought up by a critic. He said that's the only film that he has been tolerable in. All right, okay, I got to go yeah. back. Who's adopted? Sue is adopted. Sue's adopted. Okay, I have no problem. Her so penis is adopted. I have so, no problem believing so. the Rock guy. But in this country, a black man being able to adopt a blonde little girl, <laughs> that may be too far for me to believe. <laughs> it's terrible. Actually, you know that now that you mention world. it, that Science is a fiction. little far-fetched. This terrible, horrible just world. Just because of our terrible, horrible world. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. If uh, I didn't like the little clips I saw where the thing was talking, it sounded weird. Uh, again, it's all processed. Um, I, you know, And again, my, my bit... Well, and Dr. Doom... Right, <laughs> like the failure, the ulti- the abject failure. Is of he Dr. really Doom. a blogger? Is that really a part of the thing? No, no, no. He, oh, thank God. He's. I, I don't know if he has a blog or not. But he's. They've turned him into a basement dweller. You know, basically, uh, he's, so he's, he's man. sitting there with all of his screens. He's like, I dropped out of your stupid thing because you're going to do. The, you wouldn't take my. You stole my. And he's just this punk ass kid sitting in the basement with with. You know, rock star cans all over everything, yeah. and it, and I'm just like, oh, you know, the evidence of he's rock like he's evil. like the angsty version of Reed Richards, you know, and who's Again, already angsty. It's like who fucking cares? He kind of was in Ultimates too. Yeah, but he's still the ruler of Latveria. Yeah, you, that's but, one which he's not you know, in you this. Can't, you shouldn't fuck up of the Stick Marvel. Stick him cannon. in a country, yeah, where he is an evil dictator, yeah, and yeah. be done with it. Yeah. And of course. His origin is up. also part of the Fantastic Four's origin again. It's so stupid. Yeah. Not the case. Right. 
It is in this movie. Well, it was in all the movies. Yeah. It doesn't have to yeah. be. Why does everything... Yeah, that was oh, that well. was Commander K's big big thing. Is why, God, why do they keep throwing him into their origin story? It's the yeah. Fantastic Four. And I heard about the origin was dumb, too. In my opinion, it's dumb. They all got hit with cosmic rays in the movie, in the in the in the comic, comic yeah. and they all got their own different thing happened, right? Right. But here, it's like they had to interact with shit to make it go. Oh, so like Reed interacts with some stretchy shit. Uh, yeah. Rock uh, guy interacts with some rocks. He gets fire. Guy gets him. fire. Yeah. Sue gets, gets with some, invisible stuff. Yeah. You're really going to say Cosmic Ray and not go into the voice? What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I didn't mean to do it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> the third movie. I thought they figured it out. Well, and, of course, and of course, this is not even Cosmic Rays. It's like. What? Yeah. Oh, it's, I'm getting no residuals. And see, here's the thing. Like as, as, as Cosmic long, Robert. As longtime <laughs> listeners I know. I don't like this. I don't like this, Raymond. <laughs> I'm not a fan, Cosmic Raymond. <laughs> Let's scrap this whole idea. I don't like it at all. Mom said you could leave me alone. <laughs> so I'm Cosmic <laughs> Robert. I'm Cosmic <laughs> Robert. I'm in love with your wife. Boo. Dance, monkey, dance. <laughs> as uh, as longtime listeners know, I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. But I picked. No, I know, right? Strange, shocked, shocked to find out that Professor Biggs is a DC guy. It's okay, Biggs. I'm uh, I'm with you there. Um. But someone um, has to support the inferior product. Titans. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here Somebody we has go. to support the classics. <laughs> you um, say classic. I say old garbage. <laughs> I say gorilla cover. Yet anyway. <laughs> so, you know, most of my Marvel knowledge just comes from osmosis, you know, and plus when I was Osmosis a, Jones? Osmosis Jones. And you know well, Osmosis is a great Jack Kirby villain. Exactly. And when I was a kid, of course, when I was a much more much more Catholic in my comic book, uh a consumption, yeah. I would get Fantastic Four and Spider Man. Read a lot of Daredevil. I, yeah, I didn't. I did not read Daredevil, but I had a friend that collected it, and I would look, look through them and go, "Oh, so, <laughs> so I'm." Oh, he's blind. <laughs> yeah, I see. So I'm. Wait, so I'm aware <laughs> through the 1960s comic book or cartoon series of the Fantastic Four and their origin and you know the major villains and everything. So I, I mean, I know about the Negative Zone and. All this stuff, and I'm just sitting there watching this thing, going, "Why can't you just call this thing the negative zone? Why'd you call it Planet Zero? That, you know, Planet Zero that is uh, alive? Is it? We don't know because the way well, they- they're probably setting it up to become Galactus. <laughs> Maybe, no, but they, it's they have no other better ideas. Well, I know, but the only thing is, it's they set it up almost like it's an alternate primordial Earth. Just, I, they're almost using a DC idea, the whole thing that it's separated by a vi- vibrational thing, but it's existing in the same space. It's just in a different dimension. Well, that so, was that so was, me it's that a was bad... in the Ultimates. Yeah. In Fantastic okay. Four Ultimates. Which I read that. In, yeah. So it's right. a bad version of Buckaroo Banzai. <laughs> but even in Ultimates, they called it the negative zone. It was right. Reed exploring this is that called Planet parallel Zero. universe, which ended up becoming the foundation for the, uh, what's the prison called? The Phantom Zone. That's no, no, DC. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, Which no, the, is again, I, I was like the Marvel Prison. The Marvel <laughs> Prison. Anyway, oh, the Vault. Damn. Yes. So the so the Vault ends up becoming expanded to Into be the-, the Negative Zone, basically. <laughs> so people go to the Vault and they just get they stick them in the Negative Zone or a pocket of the Negative Zone. But then the Negative Some Zone gets gets pretty much corrupted zone. by the zombies. So it gets weird. Some sort of alternate zone used as a prison. <laughs> Where? 
have I heard that before? Mm-hmm. Like back in the fifties. I believe it was 60s. Doc Doc Savage that uh, came up with all yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Anyway, ain't nothing new under the sun. No, that and that's. I tell that to my theater students all the time. Forget yeah. about trying to come up with original stories. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. Why? Just put your you own don't spin need, on We don't want things. an original story. We want yeah. to see interesting, beloved That's... characters uh, go through a story. Yeah. We want to experience an interesting story through the eyes of a character we're concerned about. Yeah. And if you set up an origin story, we don't give a fuck. I don't care how they started. I care if I care about them yeah. and what's going on with them. Yeah. And I will say this: and the origin takes two minutes, two fucking minutes. Well, and that's the uh, that I forget who's. It was either Alan Moore or Grant Morrison or somebody says you should be able to, you should be able to tell every superhero's origin story, in a couple of sentences. Mm-hmm. Like you should be able to do a splash page. That's all you need to know about who these people are. Boom, story. And that's kind of you know why do we keep having to? We all know Bruce Wayne's parents were shot when he was a kid. Uh, whoa! Wait, what? God damn it! Spoilers. <laughs> that yet. We all know Superman came it's, to Earth well, as oh, an you're digging a hole now. Well, let's face it: the Doom. best Fantastic Four movie thus far is The Incredibles. Oh, you know what yeah. else I watched? Yeah. yeah. You know what else I watched? Uh, is that new Justice League movie? The Gods and Monsters. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Enjoyable. Yeah. yeah Good. Yeah. Solid stuff. I mean, Bruce Tim don't make no junk. No. The so. reason why you don't typically care about origins it's very it's a psychological thing. You start to care about a person, character, etc., because of who they are now, not who they were. Yeah. In some specific instances where, like, maybe they had a life-changing thing that, you know, you're rotating from, like, say, good to evil or evil to good, etc., you don't need to know as much about their background. You need to know about who they are now, why they're doing what they're doing, and that relates yeah. to the story that they're in. I, I mean, so when you go back and do all these origin crap, all you're doing is setting up for a character it's just, that we don't need to know all this stuff about. The only way you can define a character is through their actions. Exactly. Yeah. If you want to stand around well, and tell me a story, you're wasting dialogue and garbage. Get them active, show them, interacting, doing, and I'll either enjoy what they do or not like what they do, and then base my yeah, appreciation. Yeah, it was one of the genius on moves, because I just saw it in the theater again like the night before Comic-Con. Is one of the genius moves that Tim Burton had with the fir- with that first Batman movie. Oh God! Boom! This thing starts in mid story. Sure. Yep. Eighty nine Batman is Batman. Sure. <laughs> That's it. I don't fucking care. I have a, like eighteen inch Michael Keaton doll. That is Batman. Yeah. He's Batman for me forever. That was that movie. And you that would, movie made me go okay. That's what I want to do for a living. And if you've been old enough, to I want to be a superhero. If you've been huh? old enough to think about it at the time, you would have freaked out about Michael Keaton as Batman. But uh, I was not old enough. That's right. I was not old enough to quite freak out about it. But at the same time, I was old enough to go. I was old enough to in my mind go. So what? He's a comedian. I was old enough to recognize. I was like thirteen. It was right on that cusp, and that was that was that one of those things. I was like, oh wait, comic actors can be some of the best actors Absolutely. yeah because comedy is the hardest goddamn thing oh yeah ever. yeah so if you can pull off comedy everything else is like a fucking yeah it's ball. like look at jack lemon jack mm-hmm. lemon for years sure. was the comedic like second banana guy he wins his academy award for save the tiger where, the same thing with robin williams everybody yeah. was like there's sure. no way robin williams can play and they just know, don't know straight drama and he course does it and kills it and if so, any yeah. of them have read watchmen and they get that little pagliacci story they yeah. go oh yeah. oh oh yeah oh right. yeah right i yeah. only know the line from my favorite year i can't remember who actually said it but the uh dying is dying oh, is easy well it's comedy it's, is, it's a tr- comedy is hard 
Here's you just kicked over my professor. Ah, box. Here we go. <laughs> What's the so, actual quote, Biggs? The, okay, so the well, it's usually it's been attributed to David Garrick, who is an old school actor manager guy from England. Uh, it's usually though attributed to to Edmund Keane, who he and his family again. And I think that's who's attributed in my in, favorite year. In my favorite year, um, Edmund Keane collapsed on stage, uh, like in his old age. With playing a scene with his son, I think it might have even been Othello or something like that. And on his deathbed, his son, his son says, "You know, father, it is because it must be hard. It must be hard dying like this." He goes, "No, dying is easy. Comedy is hard." And out Famous it last Boom. words. <laughs> timing, folks. Yeah, timing. timing. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> timing is everything. So, yeah. Um, so, did we have any? <laughs> Did Sorry, they at least succeed in the in the family dynamic uh, of the Fantastic Four? Yeah. Not really, because yeah. everyone's being so freaking angsty See, through the whole that's thing. All thing. And it's, just, it's like Reed Richards bails on him after he <laughs> figures out, and then so they're all pissed at him before he comes back and that's you know, becomes. The, the, that's another thing that the 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 guys on Red Letter discussed big time. They like they went for this hard, gritty, dark stuff oh, again. And, which when we, is somebody going to shoot somebody in Hollywood in the head and say... Well, you know what, though? Marvel figured it out. Yeah, that's sure. what I'm saying. Marvel figured it's, it out. It's, it's freaking certain. Warner Brothers. It's like, so what? What's our, who's our successful well, you know who's our successful comic guy? Batman? Okay. Uh, who's Superman? Well, he's but kind see, of a cheerful guy. But no, no, no. He's got to be dark and gritty like Batman. Yeah, that's a successful so one. Weird. Batman so is weird. dark and gritty. All right. these others are not. You can't drop that particular but they style are. into the dark they and gritty and expect but they it to are, see, yeah. succeed. Right? They so see one model. The core of that, the core of the Fantastic Four is family. Yeah. If you don't have family, then you don't have a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you, can have, have, you can have arguments. You can have yeah. squabbles. That's constant. They, you know, Johnny and, and the thing are always yeah. on each other's but dick. But it's, it's the Dr. McCoy Spock thing. Right. It's, they, they love each other. other but they're not They love each it. other. Yeah. They love each other. That's why Man of Steel did not They love each other. Bone. Bones, come on, <laughs> jump them bones. Green-blooded Vulcan. Mm. I could, I didn't like about Man of Steel is that you know they tried to do that dark gritty thing and, and it's like I, I still stand behind so Man of Steel. I, I still like it. I, there there are many reasons I don't like it, but one of which on is balance I like it better because Superman's always kind of that bright, hopeful, shiny. That's that character. Yeah. That is, I mean, you know better than I do, <laughs> so I'm sure if if I'm saying something incorrect, you'll correct me. But no, you know, he's he's that bright, shining hope for everybody. And and that's, when you're and trying that's, to and make that's my him, argument about that movie, that movie's not called Superman; it's called Man of Steel because he's not that yet. Right. And what I like about the sh- sh- the pictures I've been seeing from Batman versus Superman is it looks like finally somebody woke up. Well, you know, they've had a for one thing, they've had a change of management at Warner Brothers. Right. So they're still to go in dark and gritty, but. Somebody went, well, if we're going to have Batman versus Superman, doesn't there need to be a difference between the two? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the whole night and day. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, even some of the, the picks, like, like Henry Cavill as Clark Kent is like, that's a pretty good look. He's got, like, you know, a corduroy, a tan corduroy jacket with glasses. They he, modernized it, so yeah. it, it fits in more he, with, like, He looks, I've told somebody, said, he looks like... He looks like a good-looking, you know, six-foot-two math professor. No, uh, uh, non non-child molesty Woody Allen. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Would you prefer he have like uh, two short pants and no. a little bit? He still has to look prim and proper. I think he. I think the he needs to look like the comic book. It's not that fucking hard. 
Right, right. It, no, he it, he needs to look like a. Here's the thing about Superman and Clark Kent, and this is the this is the the take that I have embraced since John Byrne took it over uh, in the '80s, is that in fact Clark Kent is the real guy. That's who grew up in Kansas. Right. That's who got raised by Jonathan and Martha Kent. So Clark Kent is the real personality. Right. And Superman is this thing that he puts on. Yeah, so same thing with Batman. Reveal, yeah, but and then Batman's the opposite. Whereas when I was growing up, the conventional wisdom was Batman's that, the real person, and Clark. Or no, when I was me, growing uh, up, that Bruce Wayne is the disguise. Not when I was growing up. Not, really? Yeah, no, not okay. in the fifties and sixties. Okay, fifties and sixties. It was so Bruce Wayne was the real guy. Batman, he puts on a mask and becomes Batman. Superman is the real guy. He puts on glasses and slumps over, and he's that's his mask. Okay. When in the eighties, that all flipped. That all flipped. I was going to say, that would make sense because they, you know, they're, they're basically polar opposites. And, and yeah. Don't, and don't forget, before John Byrne, hypnotic glasses. <laughs> yes. Oh God. That's right. Hypnotic glasses. Um, that was a power that Superman had? No, that was why people saw him as Clark Kent. They didn't recognize well, the difference between the two. Kind of. It was... Because of his ah. glasses? Because it was, a story that, glasses. it was a story that came out, and guess what? It was a fan theory that they just decided to turn into a story <laughs> that... That because unconsciously, Kal-El is has been acting so long, and because he's got like super hypnotism, and because he's got all these you know Mort Weisinger era extra superpowers, <laughs> blank the memory stuff. Yeah, that he's that he's been unconsciously as he interacts with people, <laughs> hypnotizing them to make them think that Clark Kent is shorter. Going bald, gaunt, and gaunt, <laughs> and, and all this. I got. I got to ask. It's also, I, it's also helped by the fact that glasses are made out of the. Yeah, by the yeah, the glasses. It's all filtered through the Kryptonian glass that doesn't melt because of the. <laughs> oh, vision. I think because the heat vision occasionally has to shoot through his glasses. Yeah, and they had to justify why yeah. his glasses didn't. Well, they yeah. wouldn't necessarily melt. I, I guess to, they would, huh? Yeah. yeah I don't know how it works. <laughs> I have to ask, Professor, since you've read, yes, you've read the Superman comics for a long how does time. It work? Indeed. Let, let me adjust myself here. So, <laughs> as a huge fan of Superman as you are, did you ever get annoyed where they always big. seem to MacGuffin in a new power for him to, to, to satisfy the story they were trying to tell? Because that always bothered me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, no, because I just thought, oh, okay, that's the, that's the new reality. Okay. Um, it was, but then, you know. Because he didn't even start off flying. Right. No, he, no, he, he, just, he just could jump long distances. Right. By the time I actually started reading the comics, it was like the early 60s. Yes, uh-huh. I'm old. Um, it was the early 60s. And by that time, thanks to the George Reeves TV series and, you know, several, well, a couple of decades of Superman lore. Okay. They had they'd kind of cemented his power set as flight strength invulnerability heat vision um cold breath hot wiener super ventriloquism <laughs> super ventriloquism <laughs> super yeah, ventriloquism yeah, yeah. and super hypnotism uh, and the super intellect can he talk to animals he could not talk to animals okay he had not to go to, he had to go to either aquaman or hawkman for that kind of thing gotcha <laughs> <laughs> but um but then you know they would reprint stories and everything and before he had heat vision he kind of had heat vision, but it was the heat from his X-ray vision right. that uh-huh. caused things to melt. And then okay. they finally decided, yeah, we need to make that a separate thing because right. we need to be able to have him look through something and not and burn then, it. <laughs> all those comics with all those extra powers he added on, 
Nobody added on peel off your label off of your <laughs> yeah, symbol no, and throw nobody, it on somebody. Somebody was actually trying startled. to make that the the uh, jumping the shark uh, uh, a, a comic book equivalent. But, <laughs> he throws. Oh, he really threw the shield on that one. <laughs> <laughs> he tossed the chest shield. It's not bad. It was so effective it made him crumple into a ball for a minute. Uh, if I. 12 seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it turned into a giant cellulose blanket. It's like, it's like having rebuild the, the Great Wall of China vision. Yeah. God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... So, So in, by the 60s, it kind Is of that three or four? the okay. power set. And it wasn't until the movies when you got build the Great Wall of China vision. And Was that four? In. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and he just looked at it and kind of Minecrafted it. <laughs> oh, damn, I made a creeper. Yeah, he made a creeper. <laughs> he is the creeper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's... And okay, I was just curious because I haven't really ever talked to anybody that's that's read that enough of the old that new, comics. Uh, that new Justice League movie, Bruce Tim directed, it's really pretty damn good. It's an alternate... Yeah, it takes the, the, in the uh, yeah the alternate universe and, um, or one of I should say yeah one okay, of because because when we announced it we were kind of concerned because it was a dark story right yeah, again it's, we're a, like, it's oh, a dark 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 it's a total else worlds kind of thing and it is and it is and it's very what if but if you go in with that it's a good yeah, time yeah it's a good time and they do a nice again Bruce Tim man he knows what the fuck he's doing he puts in a lot of backstory stuff. But it's in the middle of the story, mm-hmm. and it's interesting where you need and it's, it so, when you need it. It's so well, interesting, and he gives he gives uh, you know fair play to each of the characters, just enough to learn about them, and then on you go. Yeah, we well, gave this, Marvel their their credit for what if a couple. I remember a couple, yeah, of a couple episodes. episodes back, but yeah, DC's Elseworlds where they just mm-hmm. create whole separate timelines just for fun. Yep, yeah. same. Yeah, see that is you know because we talk about that. Uh, there's this great. There's this again. You've knocked over the professor box. Uh, for those of you listening who care about storytelling, uh, there's a great book called Backwards and Forwards by David Ball, and it talks about basically, specifically about play scripts and how, you know, you know, you break down and analyze a script. But the but the key thing on it is that when you are reading a script forwards, like you do, then anything can happen. Anything can happen, but and so, but eventually, we know we're gonna have to put it on stage. So if you read it backwards, reading it backwards reveals what you need to do to get to that ending moment. Mm-hmm. But one of the other things he talks about is this concept called the forward, which is you know anything that makes the audience ask what happens next, and kind of keeping people you know like you you set up a scene like again in the in the Tim Burton Batman, you set up this thing where you got these guys and they're talking about this thing, and of course we in the audience know that they're talking about Batman. But maybe it is going to be different. Maybe, and then sure enough, he appears. You know, what's he going to look like? And that's what he's talking about. Yeah, you don't need to start necessarily at the beginning and go forward. You can reveal stuff. Mm-hmm. You can have the audience going, well, what's this all about for a while? And then eventually right. you have to tell Eventually them. you do have to reveal. You have to get yeah. specific. That's yes. the key. Yep. You can't leave it in generalities. Right. It's, it's the improv rules, too. Yeah. And that's an excellent thing, too. We, there's a game that we play called uh, uh, Time Jump. Where you start out a scene, and then uh, you go for a minute, maybe two, and you got somebody hosting the the, the the scene, and they'll stop it, right? And they'll go, okay, audience, do you want to see 
10 minutes before this or 10 minutes after this. <laughs> yeah. And you play it there. And then you go and then you and then you see that scene. I've never seen before. that one. I want to see that. that well, it doesn't I've get played it. often because it's, it's not easy to play. <laughs> right. Uh, right. It, it sounds play well. And I then, think and I've then, only seen you and Donald. And then you do stop it. it again and you go, all right, do you want to see that scene a year before or a year after? And you play that. And then you go like 10 years. And then you take it out as far as you like. And kind of, I mean, there's different ways to play it. But, yeah. but yes, exactly that. And each time you're finding and discovering new pieces, uh, but but you're in it. Yeah, you're in it already. That sounds like an amazing. Piece. It can be. It can be. Improv can be the greatest thing ever. It, can, it, can it is often the worst thing ever. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you and just got to commit to the thing, right? Uh, you got to just again, get specific. Talk, it's hard to get specific because we don't about, like to be specific. Do you really need an origin story? Um, last December, I gave myself the Christmas present of the Batman sixty six series. Boom. That first episode, they mention, well, why is Bruce so dedicated to philanthropy? Well, when his parents were shot, he decided to you know spend a lot of time. And boom, that's it. One it line. It is so yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. In and done. And then you're just in the story and with the Riddler. And you're in it, man. <laughs> it's, yeah, so, that even, series is so much. I got that first season. Yeah. It's genius. It. it is absolutely It's genius. really good. Yeah. yeah. They did the same thing with Robin when they were dressing like, well, why do you live with... Uh, he's like, well, you know, my parents are killed by... They're like, oh, I love to go fishing. Dick. How many times and they then, go fishing? Yeah, it's so right fucking back to great. Aunt Harriet. Oh, that Aunt Harriet character <laughs> yes. is creepy weird. <laughs> yeah. Why that is even in there. Because... You know why it's in there. I know why it's in yeah. there. It was, to, it was to assuage the homophobes. Yeah. yeah. And it's terrible and that that's required. It's like, we can't just have three dudes living in a house. There, there is... They're clearly fucking and sucking on each other. It's like, what the shit? So, so you put this non-sexual beast of a lady inside there to rein in their wieners? It's so disgusting. Yeah, what are I you know. up to, I know. The solution, the solution is even creepier than the totally, imagined problem. Right. It's like, it's like, are we supposed to in any way, shape, or form put any kind of sexuality to this woman? Because she's a monster. She's a fucking Ken doll, smoothed out, creepo. I can't even fathom her looking at sex. I can't even fathom her thinking about sex. She's so weird. She can't even get sexy with Alfred. She's just, she's just like, oh, Alfred, they go and they do their things. They're so busy. Part of it, she's a terrible actress <laughs> she's atrocious okay so for all of the uh the monkeys who are members of the uh the uh, band generator thing the band facebook aunt harriet's porno <gasps> <laughs> that'd be gross Ban- no band names. There's, band name. There's a there's a Facebook group that's that's band names and it's and uh, a lot a lot of it is actually a lot of lines from us and other stuff <laughs> all right cool yeah that's it but it's, so you know, I noticed that you've knocked over the professor box. There's all these eight by tens that say future ex-wives. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> Are we really going to knock over the future ex-wife? List? No, no, we don't need to do that. He's it's, explained it's a, it enough over the years. Yeah, uh, but, just just know that but, he's constantly adding to the list. No, actually, I, I don't. No, really. No, sometimes. Some, but then if I do, then I feel a need to knock to take somebody out. Well, I was going to say you do subtract every now and then yeah, too. I do revise the list. The list in quote in capital letters. Well, the origin of the list, it was just a running joke. You know, me mentioning some ran- random fabulous babe celebrity going, oh, you know, my future ex-wife, Reese Witherspoon. And and I was in a play once, and one of the women go, how many women are on this stupid list of yours? I said, I don't know. It's a stupid, it's just <laughs> it's a running not joke. It's a real list. It's not a real list. He goes, well, you should write it down. And so, like an idiot, you I did. did. 
<laughs> Suddenly he's Steve oh, Buscemi. You took from, the bait. From Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah. And then so I said, and then I posted it on Facebook like you do these days. And I, the next rehearsal, I was like, so did you read it? She goes, no, I'm not going to contribute to your narcissism. Ah. You're the one that made me write the list. What's Dude. wrong with you? So anyway, so the list is out there if you're a friend of mine. And if you look on my notes, it's there. It's dumb. It's stupid. And what? And, and of course, what makes it even doubly stupid is there's a list of contenders for the list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what would you like to do? Because now, I'm this, stupid. This is going to be uncomfortable because at some point you do live in the L.A. Area. Oh, yeah. There is going to come a point where somehow you get a part with some role with one of these contenders and she's going to find the list and go, contender? Contender? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll be fired and go back to teaching and it'll be fun. But the good news is, <laughs> the good news is, Jane Seymour has got divorced last year, so I can finally get started on the list. Great news. <laughs> Jane Seymour. What would you Jane like to contribute Seymour. to? See, now that, that, the reason that that's even on the list is Battlestar. That's the thing. No. What is it? It's before Battlestar? What's even uh, no, before? No, maybe Look not guilty. before Battlestar. Nodding. Not not before Battlestar. Not Doctor Quinn. Nope. It's Battlestar. Oh, uh, the the one with the the oh shit! I just totally yeah, blanked out on the name. The one with Christopher Reeves. That's in it. it. That's the one time. you're thinking. Of. Is yeah. that somewhere in time? That's that's, it. that's, that's what I was gonna say. That's the one that did it. <laughs> that one was like. Is that was Jane Seymour Anderson or Christopher Reeves? <laughs> <laughs> And of course, she'd been on the radar since *Live and Let Die*, but bah, that that movie is somewhere bah. in time. Do you want to contribute to Professor Big's narcissism? Write to us. Comments at <laughs> uglycouchshow.com. <laughs> and it's, until next week, I am Master Torgo, the famous Paul, '80s Jeff, fact checked Andy, <laughs> Professor Biggs. <laughs> we'll talk to you yet next another week again. yet another band name, Professor Big's narcissism. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we'll like four news stories got stretched out to an hour and a half. That was that was pretty crazy. We got to a news story. No, a news story. I didn't stories? go to a single news no, story. No, no there was no. There's well, no. Uh, maybe not ones that are on your list, but Fantastic Four was a news. story I said the words Fantastic Four, <laughs> and that was the next half hour. That's all we need. It's it all, all we need. need. I mean, it's it's a it's an important topic of discussion for it the is. nerds out there. It was oh, yeah. it became our jock versus nerd question in one of our episodes this week, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and, and and the thing is that many people are pleased with this outcome. However, unfortunate is for many of the producers and people involved that perhaps this will finally shake the reins. I mean, Marvel's doing everything that they can to get this property again. I they know, stop but, publication of the magazine. Yeah. But, but, but Fox has publicly taken the stance of that we're keeping this in our pocket. Great. Yeah. Then do it, idiots. But Who they're gonna. Cares? But if this movie tanks and it looks like it is, that means they're gonna sit on it, like to the last minute again. We're gonna like get the exact same goddamn thing. Which is fine. No, it's fine. not. It, fine. it might be fine because make a movie because you think you can one get some profit out of it. I get that, but also that you feel that you have a story to tell, not because you want to keep your option, and that right. is the only way to get it. Right. This means yes. we've gone through two weeks now without mentioning America and Philadelphia specifically's war on the robots. We talked about that on oh, Ice the, Cream Social. Yeah, yeah. 
the, Philly uh, fans, the Philly fans the are monsters. Movie. We know this. They murdered a robot. What monsters? Called for the they've, death penalty. They've put the first blow oh, in the see, war, you, war on robots. See, see you're on no, the losing I'm, side, I'm, fact check. No, right. no, that's fine. Have your have your opinion, but that's right. You, you when realize they come this to now, us. Yeah, it's on no. the internet now. <laughs> I agree they have monsters. this knowledge. I agree they're oh. monsters. I'm just playing it for fun. <laughs> 20, years, oh. 20 years from now, they already have this knowledge. Only because... I welcome I, our robot overlord. Right? Oh, speaking of robots, only because I rarely make an appearance on Geek Shock. I'm driving around in my car, running through lines in wacky, crazy voices, you know, just to kind of get them in my head. He's not even in a show. (laughs) (laughs) Breezing through lines. One of these days. Well, (laughs) sadly, that's truer than you know. Sure. And I'm doing this voice, and I'm like, what is this voice? I know what this voice is. And it's taking a while, and I'm driving along, just doing other stuff, and it keeps coming back what is this voice? And I finally realized it about halfway home. I was like, I know what this voice is. And it's this. You need to make peace with your deities. You have three minutes. And that was it. it was Balak. Balak's coming from, out. In my yeah. You have two minutes. <laughs> Thank God I just watched the original series. It's two <laughs> Earth <laughs> minutes. What's that? You now have two, two Earth, Earth minutes. minutes. Make Hello. peace with your deities. Would you like some Tranya? I hope that you relish it as much as I. (laughs) (laughs) That laugh kills me every time. Have you seen my smile filled with summer teeth? (laughs) (laughs) Some are here, some are there. Oh, no. Is there a less attractive man in science fiction? Than Clint Howard. <laughs> oh, he he made it through though. Yeah, but he's he had a hell of a career though. I, what I, what I, are you talking say, about? Unattractive. Has. He's not stopped. <laughs> yeah. So has. I'm terribly attractive. Career. I'm terribly attractive. I'm so attractive. I put a weird puppet face on. <laughs> a scary ghost puppet face. <laughs> a scary ghost puppet. <laughs> Even without his brother putting him in all of his films, he has <laughs> an amazing career. Yes, oh, he yeah. does. Yeah. He works, especially he for somebody they said would never work in Hollywood with his looks. Is he? Was what the hell happened? Was there a radiation accident? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's not no, nice. Because no, no, Ron doesn't look that bad. No, he went to Planet Zero. That's the good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> and, got, and got attacked by teeth. <laughs> <laughs> negative zone negative teeth. teeth. <laughs> negative space teeth. Negative space. That's where the negative zone is between his giant incisors. <laughs> Oh. The space between my teeth. Another band name? Clint the Howard's Incisors. <laughs> Clint Howard's Incisors. Oh. Clint Howard. Oh, boy. Space oh. between my wicked teeth. <laughs> <laughs> it goes for miles. <laughs> you could fly a boat inside my mouth. <laughs> as hard as it is to fly a boat, you could do it. In my mouth. <laughs> no need for floss me. there. Oh, you <laughs> floss. Yeah, that's whole probably. chickens get stuck. Whole chickens. <laughs> whole chickens. He's eating dinner. And <laughs> 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 Mom, okay. I think I got something in my teeth. It's a whole chicken, son. <laughs> it's a full. Chicken. Honey, break out the anchor chain. He's got some of his teeth again. I get a toe wench. Hook him up to the front of a jeep. <laughs> oh my god! Don't make me floss! <laughs> Don't make me floss, mommy! <laughs> get the wench. <laughs> Clint, we love he's an actor. 
We just don't want to kiss you. Snacker? Snacker? Snacker. He's a snacker. Well, he's got the chicken in his teeth. That's right. I'm an actor that brings my own dinner. I'm a snacker. Snacker. A snacker who hangs out with the doctor. The doctor. The doctor. The doctor. How long has it been? Wow. We lost the doctor. The doctor kind of got supplanted by necropsy. Yeah. They were kind of similar. Yeah. But no, doctors, hey, what's wrong with you? Cut, what's cut, wrong? cut. What, what's wrong with them teeth? Put some dirt on it. <laughs> Rub some dirt on them teeth. Get out of here. Like there wasn't enough dirt on them already. I'm a doctor. <laughs> what, do you think? Wow. What, do you, what do you say you got? Cancer. Go run. Go run three laps. Get out of here. I'm the doctor. Drop it, give me 20. Drop it, give me 20. Emphysema. I don't even know. Emphysema, <laughs> 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 I hardly know her. Uh, here, here, take take some ankle weights and get out of here. Go for a swim. Yeah, go for a swim. With the ankle weights. You've been drinking Gatorade, right? <laughs> <laughs> get on that Gatorade. Get on that aid, boy. I'm <laughs> 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 <laughs>